Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Hey, hey, you alright? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I just. I, Jesus. I was just coming around the bed and I didn't even see. Oh, so man. I got distracted. Oh, my God, you could have died. Are you guys all okay? Yeah, yeah. You, you want to sit down? You might be in a, a state of shock what or something. What the hell are you doing driving so goddamn fast? All right, all right. Why was your truck parked in the middle of the road? Because we blew out our tires, asshole. Right, well, look, I'll pay for whatever damage we're But you're damn right you're going to pay. That's my mom's car. All right, Franny. The man said he'd pay for it. Uh, looks like you, you, you killed my bike here, too. But, uh, I'm sorry. I, how did you blow your tires? I, someone left some barbed wire in the middle of the road. I can't believe someone just dropped it there. Nobody dropped anything. I just found this tied to a tree back there. Somebody did this. Southern hospitality at its finest. Look, I'm gonna go try and find a phone. I think I saw a gas station like a couple miles back. I'm gonna come with you. There is no phone. I was just there. Look, why don't we just wait for someone else to come along? What, like Speed Racer here? What are you guys doing out here? Uh, uh, okay, uh, I don't know. Actually, we're lost. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say, who have been through similar traumatic experiences, that the following moments uh, kind of feel like they're moving in, kind of in slow motion. Do you, do you feel like that? No. I should tell you that my voice is fairly low and uh, normal speed. <laughs> and now, the dolls of horror. guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I am Summer, and tonight our guest doll is a very, very special friend of mine. So excited to have her on, Miss Sam Sitchi. That's correct. Yay! <laughs> welcome, Sam. Said it right. Sam. Hello, glad to be here, glad to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. When I was thinking about guests I might like, I was like, what about these two lovely ladies I know? Mm-hmm. Sam yes, very and Brie. Your, lo- your lovely fiance, Brie, will be on shortly as well. Yes. And I'm so excited for you girls. I just, I love it. I, I, love, a, I love my men, right? But I just love when I get to have another female on so we can nerd out about oh, horror. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. It's the best. So tell me, Miss Sam, tell me about your horror journey, your origin oh, story. What made you love oh. horror? Um, so growing up, my uncle and my grandparents on my dad's side always had something on, always. And I, I would see, maybe I would stay, maybe I would leave, but it was, there was always something scary on. Specifically, I remember Halloween, the dentist. Yes, girl. Wishmaster. And it. Like those four, I remember very vividly being on. Then I think when I was, I think like seven or eight, I remember watching Scream for the first time, um, start to finish. And that, I mean, being eight years old, I was terrified of 
the young woman hanging in the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just like I was clicked. Like this is good stuff, but I'm scared at eight years old. And then for sure, ever since then, I mean, every year Halloween was important to me. Um, seeing new movies, getting dressed up. Um, and then I really, unfortunately, didn't find out that something like a horror convention even exists until like 2014. Girl. So I know, I know. I look back and I'm like, I missed out on a lot. I'm trying to like play catch up now. Yeah. But as you know, I mean, costs of everything and traveling and um, better late than I, never. Better late than never. And it has only amplified since going to those. I mean, what? And I say it to everybody and everyone's like, that's a thing. And I'm like, it's a thing. Think of it for any other thing that you love. And that's what this is. So, yeah. But I would say probably for sure eight years old and those couple of movies that were always on. Okay. So, and one more origin story I want to talk to you about because I don't remember how this happened. Maybe you do. It feels like, it feels like you've always been in my life. Like, it feels like, (laughs) I can't, I don't know how we met. Did you follow on Instagram? Did I follow you? Was it a convention? It was. Okay. So it was definitely. (laughs) Sorry, I feel like an asshole. Nope. Because I actually had to think about this. It was before. It was before the Terrifier panel. That I took those photos of. I had listened. I don't remember what episode I listened to, but I had listened to an episode and then I had realized, I said, oh, those are the girls that are at days. So then I went and followed you guys, was going through everything. And I'm like, yes, this is them. This is them. And then I honestly think after that Terrifier panel, that was one I actually went to by myself. So worth it. I know, right? And I was like, they are literally reenacting one of the gnarliest scenes <laughs> ever. Get your phone out. This is never happening again. And then I sent them to you guys because I'm like, they need to have these. I like, love you I know so if much. that was me up there, I would, I would want those photos. And I think we just clicked ever since from there. I do. That's, that's crazy because that wasn't that long ago. That was 2021. No. November, right? It was cold out, I think. Yep. It was November. Yes. November 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or 2020, 2021, right? I think it was 21 because 2020, everything was yeah screwed. Right. Yeah. yeah. See? Yeah. So it hasn't hasn't been that long, but you are right. Like, it feels like just maybe with our, like, social media connection. Right. It feels like forever. Be. We just, yeah. we clicked so well. And yeah. I was like, damn, did we meet online first? Did we meet at a convention? How long ago was it? I had the, no idea. And I think actually... Did you guys do the Friday the 13th part two panel? Mm-hmm. Where we sat on the stage in front um, because there were so many people on it. On the stage. Terrifier one. I feel like that was in March of 21. Maybe. It was May. May? No, April. A, we there. I did a convention alone in a, there in April, but I was alone 
So actually, for whatever reason, because I just looked up at that poster and I'm like, I feel like that might have been before. I'm pretty sure. And I just liked how. I think it was the same night, actually, because you know what? Maybe the same convention, just different day. No, I think it was the same day. You know why I know? Because I just remembered this. Uh Uh-oh. That cutie patootie Russell Todd. Like. Oh, yes. So fucking dreamy. Oh, my (laughs) God. I mean, he was cute then. (laughs) He is. And then. He such just a, aged like a fine wine. He is such a fox now. <laughs> I, I think he's far more handsome now than he ever was in the 80s or when 90s. When he was younger. <laughs> and he was a stud then. But yep. anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, Hence I, why they put him in a horror movie. I had this, <laughs> I had my prop from Fantastic Horror Shop, my saw prop. Okay. Behind my chair. Yep. Yep. And The he, hacksaw? Yes. And he saw it. And he pointed at it and laughed. He's like, what is that? <laughs> different movie, different movie. And I'm like, well, some guests get out of hand. Oh, oh that was a great con. I, yeah, I was thinking about this this morning. I normally do remember when I met someone, how I met them online <laughs> at a con. I, I have this very like, distinct. Shit, I don't remember how I met them. <laughs> no idea who met, who met who first. Yeah. I mean. And I had no memory. And I'm like, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm tired because I am forgetting a lot of things lately. Yeah. And, but no, I was like, man, I felt terrible. I have no recollection of meeting you. I just, you, okay. just you just were in my life all of a sudden. Yep. And it's like that yep. you were always there, which is awesome. Here I am. <laughs> here you are. And, and here you are as my guest, guest doll. Okay. We, tonight we are discussing Wrong Turn. We are revisiting Wrong Turn. Tori and I covered this way in the beginning of this podcast in maybe April 2020. So COVID had just okay. happened. Oh, things, sure. were, things were shut down when we recorded this. However, nobody knew how bad it was going to get. And no. no one knew. We were still... When we recorded this, we were still under the belief that we were going to be quarantined for like two to four weeks. And that was it. (laughs) Right. And then it'd be over. Because I did go back and listen to it cringing the whole way because it was not good. (laughs) But Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) We were talking about our upcoming visit. And we don't really know what our plans are going to be. That At this moment with our conventions, they're saying we will wait and see. That's how unsure everything Everything still was. was. So, yeah. I'm happy to revisit this one. I sent you a list of movies I might like to do. This is one you chose. So I was super excited you chose this. Wrong Turn, 2003. When is the first time you've seen this movie? Gosh, I can remember. It was probably like early high school. And I I remember it because I was watching it in my mother's living room. And she came downstairs <laughs> Um, I think right as um, Francine is getting pulled back with the uh, the barbed wire, and she said, "What in the hell are you watching?" <laughs> and she knew. She knew at that point. I said, "Mom, it's wrong turn. Just make sure you make the right one." And she went upstairs. <laughs> and she went upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and she's what the hell are you watching yeah (laughs) and then as i found out there was a a second and a third and a fourth and then i just went down the rabbit hole after that so i don't know remember exactly when the first time i saw this was it was very late to the game it was streaming it's not really my type of movie if i'm being perfectly honest i don't okay do mutants really i'm not afraid of them i just find them quite boring 
really? Yeah. So like he'll say, I find them boring. terrifying. Well, none of these scare Should me. I something about like, and I feel like everybody has this fear, but like something is out in the woods. Mm-hmm. And that's what's out there. Like when I, I don't think about Leatherface or Jason, I think about these West Virginian mutants that are missing fingers and have three heads and eight eyes and are common for you and they're strong as all can be <laughs> so you you know what i'm afraid of when i'm out in the woods animals i'm also terribly <laughs> afraid of getting okay. lost and never finding my way out julian okay <laughs> you know <laughs> um, those are also fears within itself i mean really realistic fears i don't i'm not afraid of mutants and i think I, i'm like do they exist you know, like to this extreme, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm afraid of getting eaten alive by a wild animal. And I'm terribly afraid of getting stranded in the middle of nowhere where there's no help coming. There's no one to call and getting lost like the Hills Have Eyes. Oh, take take oh. the mutants out of Hills Have Eyes. Just as terrifying. Right. Uh, sure. 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 And, but yes, also same general vibe yeah. that is just more desert like. Right. Than woods. This yep. is the mountain version of The Hills Have Eyes, the mm-hmm. remake. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the streaming. It was on Crackle or Tubi or some free site. <laughs> and I watched it because everyone said it was so good. And everyone said, I got to see it. And it's horror. So I'll watch anything horror. Right. And I yeah. love that early 2000s genre of horror, too. It has a very specific sound, feel, look. And I love it. And I was just like, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm so bored right now. Oh. My apologies to anyone who loves this movie or anyone involved in making it because it's not a bad film. It's just not <laughs> my type of film. It's just not your thing. And the first time we recorded this podcast, I said the same thing. I said, I was bored. Oh, I know. I'm actually a little sad to hear that. Well, I have lots of great things to share. Great. <laughs> so that's my origin story with Wrong Turn. For those of you who have not seen Wrong Turn, here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. Six people find themselves trapped in the woods of West Virginia, hunted down by cannibalistic mutant mountain men. See, it's the Hills Have Eyes remake. Someone got inspired. That's all I'm saying. Very similar. Very similar. Starring that... Hottie himself, Jeremy Sisto, <laughs> Eliza Dushku, Emmanuel Shirky, and Desmond Harrington, mm-hmm. and oh, Lindy Booth, oh, adore her, <laughs> so good. Directed by Rob Schmidt. Um, I wasn't really too familiar with him. He did, however, do an episode of Masters of Horror okay. and written by Alan McElroy, who did Wrong Turn 2021. Okay. But he also wrote Halloween 4, which I love. Oh, love. Love, 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 love. Love Halloween 4. Halloween 4. It's yep. one of my favorites. So hard. Everything about it. Yep. It's so hard to pick a favorite Halloween for me because with the exception of two or three of them, I adore them all. Same. So Very much same. I love more of them than I dislike them. So anyway. It, yes, same. Part 4 is a standout. For me, I love it. Yeah. Okay, let's jump in with our favorite kill. You came back just in time. It looks like she's about to get it. Want some popcorn? 
Um, let's see. So originally, I I liked the idea of the the barbed wire coming over Francine and basically ripping her head back. Um, but then as you get like three fourths away through the movie, um, Carly gets beheaded in the tree, and that I actually didn't see coming the first time. And I really thought, I was like, okay, they got out of the tower, they're in the trees, <clears throat> they're in the clear, and he got her. So, the first time we did this, Carly was my most favorite kill. Because of the effects of it and the cinematography of it, I love the facts that she gets an axe to the mouth and the top of her head stays like on the axe while her sure body does. falls down the tree. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and what I love most about it is it. I know this definitely came first. It was very 13 ghosts when the lawyer gets it like in half and part of his body sure. slides down the glass. Yep. yep. And I just adore that gag so much. It's so good for me. Like how just the two pieces completely separate. Yes. yes. And, one, and one stays there. Yes. Yep. It's purdy. But it's a purdy. <laughs> so that was my winner the first time we did this. And I thought it was going to be my winner this time. But... My new winner is the barbed wire kill. Hey, look at that. Okay. <laughs> We're so in sync. I love yes, it so much. I love, like you said, she gets pulled back. And another origin. brutal, like barbed wire. Another origin story. I've been afraid of barbed wire since Suspiria. Oh. Because there's sure. that great pit of not so barbed wire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the more you struggle, the tighter it gets. It's just terrifying. Yes. In, yeah, in terrifying. Plot. And so I've been afraid of barbed wire or wire in general ever since Suspiria. Suspiria. And this is this this was this played on that fear, which was great. So that's my why it's my winner. I oh my god. And part two of this winner is the reveal of her on the floor. Oh, sure, sure. Or or the yep. table or whatever she's on. Yes. And they're staring. When they drop her. Yes. I just when when our, our cast members are forced to stare at her face. I mean, inches away. And oh. it makes you feel like you are scrunched under that little cot with them. So and you good. can't move. And you can't make a sound. And you cannot freak out. And she's bleeding, obviously, still. And, <laughs> and her eyes is, are wide open. And the blood is dripping on you. And, and you're like... I know, right? And they're trying to scoot back. And I'm like, oh, you're not going to be able to get back far enough. But... It's so pretty. So part of the reason it is my winner now is that reveal. I must have missed it the first time because I don't mm. remember that. Yeah. This is me not well, paying he does, attention. He just like either drops her on the ground or like throws her on the ground. Like she's just like a piece of trash. Yeah. This is me not paying attention. I do this. I don't watch <laughs> movies. The movie's playing and I'm doing other things. So oh, yep. I don't ever remember seeing that. And that's why it's my winner. That That reveal pushed okay, it over okay. into winter pushed carly out pushed it in there i also do love scott with all the arrows to the back and oh, shout yeah. out shout out to my podcast mentors the gentleman from it's a horror podcast okay they're not doing it anymore okay. wes started up the podcast again but a different podcast his own because they stopped doing it because both of their lives, Kevin and Wes, has got way too busy. And so they okay. just had to let it go. But Wes started podcasting again recently. 
and it fills me with joy. They taught me how to podcast everything, technically everything. They taught, they showed me which programs they use. They coached me through everything on what they did, how they did it. And whenever I had a question, they were so welcome and opening. So they're my podcast mentors. Without them, this wouldn't be happening for me at all. That's awesome. And they did, their niche was they would pick a series of movies. Okay. Wrong turn, Nightmare on the Street. And would rank them. And because there's oh. two people, they each have different rankings. Sure, sure. And when they get to each movie, they'll talk about the movie briefly. Okay. When they talked about Wrong Turn, they quoted Ace Ventura Part 2. Okay. Which is, too many arrows is too much. Oh, sure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, poor Scott. Poor Scott. So, yep. yeah, Scott. Scott's a fun one. Too many arrows is too much. <laughs> too much. And that was it for Scott. That yeah. was it for Scott, man. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, fashion moment. So many looks. Yeah, looks. <laughs> um, so I don't know what these are, and maybe it's because I'm young. What are the glasses that Evan has on? I don't know. Those clear spectacle looking things yeah i don't like i like them but they're funky I mean, and I'm, i don't know that they go with the rest of his character i don't know they they had a moment they 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 had a moment where everyone was wearing those types of things yeah it was it actually and you just said it but like almost gave me like 13 ghost vibes <laughs> with the glasses they put on <laughs> and i was like why are you wearing those in the middle of the day I don't know. It was just, it was strange. Um, I also really dig the uh, sunflower around Scott's neck. It's very um, hippie-esque of him, very earthy. And I just, I think it speaks to his character. But those were my, those are my only two. Sunflower was almost my winner. I okay. love it. I will tell you later why it's not my winner. Okay. But um um okay so i was 21 22 years old when this came out don't do the math guys that's just rude and i loved jesse's like white wife beater tank top but it was a designer tank top because it had a logo on it but it looked like a guy's okay. tank top right okay and her gray low-rise trousers which is exactly what i used to wear back then oh, seriously seriously uh, okay it's super duper realistic i mean 100 i was more of a jeans girl myself but same basic style of trouser and just a simple no designed wide strapped tank yep. top you just um, related to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it brought me back. It brought me back, okay? And I still wear... I don't wear tank tops anymore because I'm ashamed of my fat arms. But <laughs> I, to this day, I still only wear low-rise, boot-cut, or flare jeans. Okay, okay. And I and I cannot That's tell you how, you how excited I am that that style is making a comeback. It is coming back. Because it was a struggle to find. I would have to go vintage like Poshmark or find a store that still sells it and order online because the brick and mortar store wouldn't carry it, but you had to get it online. Like Target would have them, but 
not the store. You had to go to Target.com to order it. Okay. okay. Right. Have to get them only online. Right. Now they're everywhere and making a comeback, making a comeback. And they're everywhere in the way that I like them. Whereas the ones at Target, they were just acceptable. They weren't my ideal style. Just accept. They were just they, the bare minimum. They were not <laughs> low enough for me, but they still were not high waisted, and they were not flared enough for me, but they were not skinny jeans. So okay. it was acceptable. But I couldn't find the other stuff I loved so much. Now I can, and I bought like ten pairs. <laughs> I keep stocking up, man. You're stocked up. And you know it's going to be a long twenty years before they come back. I stocking up. See? Yep, yep. Got to keep them all now. And I bought some smaller ones, and I bought some bigger ones for all my weight fluctuations. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Hollister.com is my friend right now because they have them all, and they had really good clearance sales. So the $60 pair of low-rise flares were 20 Oh, yeah, that's a deal. So I Especially went crazy, crazy and I bought them. And they were really good quality. They were super thick. They weren't like that thin denim that just wears out. It was so thick. So I'm like, Okay. So Sweet, that, we'll take it. I know. I'll take 10, please, <laughs> <laughs> which I did. I'm good for the next few years at least. There you go. So that's my fashion moment winner. Right. My honorable mention goes to Carly and her hair scrunchie because it matches her top. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> Good catch. And I love the scrunchie. The style of scrunchie. It was a stiff scrunchie. Yep. It wasn't a floppy one that was puffy. It jetted out by like an inch and it gave her like that lift on her pony. Oh. <laughs> a little bit more for her. Yes. Yeah. The detail on the scrunchie and the fact that it matches her her cute little tank, little which top. I also used to wear. Those are like my workout tops. Mm. Shows her attention to detail. She must match her scrunchie to her tank top. Yeah. It's a character like choice. It. <laughs> Best hair. How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. Ooh, best hair. This one's kind of tough because they're, they're on a the road is kind of general hair, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I put Jesse hands down. Yeah. I think I look at her hair because I just think she is a character, but also Eliza herself is just stunning. So she sure. kind of got my vote on that one. She, looks wise, and I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe it's attitude wise. She reminds me a little bit of Brie. She reminds you of Brie, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I the hair. Because Brie has some that. really great hair. I, I could see that. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's a her, comparison. her posture or her attitude. Because she really doesn't look look like her. It just, I think it's just her presence reminds me of her. If that makes okay. sense. Okay. And Brie's um, beautiful. Like, Thank you. Brie is stunning. I mean, I wish I looked like Brie. She's so hot. <laughs> Brie is stunning and Brie is beautiful and she is so hot. <laughs> Says Summer. <laughs> Says Summer. <laughs> this, the straight one over here wishes thank she you, was thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, the runner up I gave for best hair is um, Evan because he's got some, like, it's kind of mullety, but it's kind of not. Yeah, what's going on with that? But again, it's between his hair and these weird glasses they've got him in that I'm like, well, maybe that's why you were the first to go. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. That's right. You know, my winner's got to go to 
I suck at names. Um, <laughs> who's Jeremy Sisto's character's name? That's um. I didn't write it down. I'm a dummy. Oh my gosh. Anyway, him, Jeremy um, Sisto. It's, Car- it's Carly's boyfriend. Carly's boyfriend, right? Uh, he has the best curls. He, I love, all, I love a boy with curly hair. I just want to run my hands through it. It's so pretty. He's always had good hair. Is no, see now I have to look it up because it's gonna bother me. I don't know why I didn't write it down. I just wrote him, Dave, his name. Dan. It's Carly and Carly and. Scott. Oh my goodness. Carly and Scott. Jeez, that's so simple. Yeah. How, how do I not know that? Nope. As soon as it came up, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Scott's hair is amazing. Curls. <laughs> Color, curls, curls, all of yep. it. It's great. I've always had a thing for Jeremy's hair. So <laughs> there was that. Now, honorable mention to Lindsay Booth, Francine, and her red bob. Oh, sure, sure. I've always loved her color. She's always had a nice night, that really good ginger red hair and so pretty. Classic, classic mm-hmm. ginger red hair. Yep. Yeah. And I like the, yeah. I like the cut on her too. It's a little bob. Yeah. It mm-hmm. worked for her. Yeah. Okay. Prop we would like to own. I brought something out from my dream. Where did you get that? Ooh, I've got, I've got two good ones, but for sure. I've got so many. I had a couple, but I narrowed it down to two. For sure, I would love to have the map that Chris rips down when he leaves and leaves. <laughs> and then um, when they're trying to figure out, probably like midway of the movie, um, the actual dead end sign. Yeah, those two. <laughs> I have the map. It's not my winner, but I think it'd be fun to go and get it signed at conventions. Like you actually have it? No, like on my list, I have oh, it. Oh, like I was like, stop. Everything no. needs to stop and I need I to see this. I would, I would have it. <laughs> I have a thing for paper props. I would love to go have my paper props signed at cons like that. So you like um, Scripts, right? You collect oh, scripts? Oh, I do. Yeah, I collect yes. those. Okay, okay, yeah. Yes! We talked about that with Jeepers Creepers. I think mm-hmm. we had talked about that one time. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have his Jeepers scripts. I got some of Malcolm McDowell's scripts from his stuff. Cool. I just, cool. I collect scripts. I always have. That's the actor in me. It started with plays. Oh, sure. Collecting yeah. random plays and then movie scripts. And now that it's a thing, it's trendy for them to bring it to their table at these cons. I just snatch them up whenever I snatch them up whenever I can, especially when it's Mm -hmm. their personal script with all their notes in it. Yep. It's super cool. Super cool cool to see. It's so cool. Anyhow, my winner, winner, winner is the sunflower necklace. Oh, sure, sure. I got to have it. Yep. Yep. I might wear it a lot, but, or I might just put it in a shadow box because it's great. That would be cool. I'm like, fashion prop, fashion prop. I don't know. Yeah. Which um, one? Which one? It's got to be a prop. I must own it. I also really love the CB radio. Oh, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, I did have the dead end street sign on the bridge when they were clicking oh, on the bridge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It didn't quite make it to the winners, but that would also be fun to take to cons and have signed, right? And have it signed for sure. For sure. For some reason, I wrote down the keys in the bowl. I just looked. It's so random. Oh, in the, in the in house. The in the cannibal's house. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like pulling up all these keys. Mm-hmm. I, 
thought I loved it. Again, it kind of reminded me of like Hills and that's Eyes. before they even realize like mm -hmm. the the fullness of what is going on. So it's like, what are all these keys doing here? Yeah, they're just yeah. exploring mm -hmm. this shack. Anyway, um, Such a terrible idea. <laughs> right? Just invite yourself into somebody's home. God. <laughs> I also, I really loved the jar in the shack of the teeth. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That was sweet. That would be fun to put on your shelf. That actually gave me um, Texas Chainsaw remake vibes where they have the couple of, mm -hmm. it'll, they almost look like dentures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which was before this by two years. I am bad with dates. I saw it in the theater. It might be 2003. It is that's 2003, true. right at the hey. same time they did the exact same thing. Look at that. Now the question is, what came out first? Texas oh. came out in October. Okay. October 13, I believe. And Wrong Turn comes out May. Wrong Turn was released oh, first, but just a few first. months okay. first. Yep. So they both did the same thing. You are so yeah, right. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. I was so wrong. Yeah. But it worked. And last but not least, this isn't really a prop because I would need it because it's a prop. It's a prop because I want it back in my life. <laughs> the ballerina jewelry music box, the kids ballerina box. Oh, yeah. yeah I had yeah, one yeah. of those exactly I, like that. And, and I, I want it that back. That would be important to you. Yeah. I want it back <laughs> in my life. <laughs> not because it's in this movie i just want one yeah exactly like the one self. i exactly like yep. the one i had because they make them now but they're not the same i no. want that one the that classic was like vintagey the 80s one the sound to it yes uh, yeah. the 1980s one yeah my, my mom had a really pretty one that she gave me and i don't know what happened to it um oh. i know it was um maybe she still has it maybe she kept it when i moved out but it, we're all we're all a bunch of pack rats in this family, just so you know. Um, it was from the '60s, and okay. it wasn't a jewelry box; it was a music box. And the ballerina was in a, a tube, a cylinder. Oh, sure, like it was like almost. Yeah, it was like okay. you know a cylinder with a base, and the base is where your music was. Oh, and cool. she would just go up and down, and, and turn around, and go up and down. Yeah. And her legs were; she wasn't on a stick. Her legs, okay. her body might have been elastic, but her legs were floppy. So, okay. you know, she would go back and down, her legs would be moving. And, yep. and um, I love that. It was so vintage and so pretty. And I loved it so much. So I hope I didn't get, I know wouldn't have gotten rid of it on purpose. I hope I didn't lose it. I hope she still has it. Gotta be around somewhere. Yeah. So anyway, she probably, I probably, I probably left it behind when I moved out and she probably still has it, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, so she had one too. So the ballerina music jewelry boxes is kind of a thing. I must have them. I can just sense my new collection. <laughs> <laughs> coming coming on, on the horizon here. Right. Epic lines. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit. Because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Um, I've got one because I think it's the creepiest thing i still laugh at it a little bit but it is creepy and it sets the tone for the rest of the movie uh, it looks like it runs in the highway about 15 20 miles is that right 
you say so. Good work. Thank you very much. You take care, okay? You're the one calling me take care. You're the one that's going to need taking care when he stops at the gas station and is asking for help from the old man who is in on everything and mm -hmm. drinking the Pepto. Mm -hmm. Oh, so creepy. The ominous warning from the local. Yep. And then the fact that he's back in part two and is just as in on everything. Once it's again, Hills Have Eyes. Once again, House of Wax. With the the one creepy local who is trying to drop hints. And well, also, you're going to do with it, on whatever it. you're going to do. Yeah. And also is in on it. Uh-huh. Cabin in the Woods might have had one too, right? Yes. It's, it's also the gas station tenant that right. he, uh, he spits on somebody's shoe and then calls the one girl a whore. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, I would yep. like to think, I, you know, I was born in 1982, so going before that, it's playing catch-up on movies. But I would like to think that Crazy Ralph is like our original oh. omen guy, like our sure. original oh, warning sure. at the local convenience store gas station guy. And if someone can think of another type of character that does that before that, oh, please let me know. I'm dying to know. I think you're right. I think Crazy Ralph would be like the original what kind of category. Local warning man. Local warning man. Local old warning man. Yeah. Um, that yeah, everyone doesn't believe, thinks it's crazy, mm -hmm. uh, kind of goes to the beat of their own drum. Yeah. And you don't really know if they're just talking crazy because they're by themselves in the middle of nowhere every day or if they mean what they say yeah crazy well, ralph if listeners if you can think of a one that came before crazy ralph that fits that description let us know because i'm there might be i just i'm not recalling yeah now you really got me thinking and i and my knowledge of 70s and 60s cinema is not that extensive so okay i might need to enlist help of somebody who knows better and actually, now that you say that, my thought went to Psycho. I My thought went to Psycho a little bit, too. If there was any. But it was less of a warning and more of a. You're already here. Also, that gas <laughs> station. Well, actually, I know what I'm thinking of the car salesman. Oh, sure, sure. But she was already on. She was like on the run. She was trying to get away with some shit. Yep. Yeah. Right. It, the, it's a the situation's a little different when she's running into these people in her life in those in her life. The other and they're not telling her to avoid Bates Motel either. No. Nope. Or to just take a different route or a different direction. Or right. they're they're no. more like, why are you on the road alone, young lady? In the sixties. The, <laughs> the other person I can think of, and they're not really a a warning sign. But just gas station attendant, I feel like, is a pivotal horror role. <laughs> um, is Kyle Davis's character in the remake of The Hitcher? <laughs> um, he he doesn't really know what's going on, but he's just somebody that you happen to come across 
while the hitcher and the couple are kind of exchanging, mm-hmm. but he's not really catching on to what's going on. I love Kyle Davis. He's so funny. Enjoyed meeting him very much so. He's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's so nice. That was a fun panel. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a little off topic, but yes, that this was This is what we do line. here. You know, this is what we do. <laughs> Okay, so my epic line, I talked about my fear of woods, wilderness, getting lost, anything like that before. So anyone who knows me knows this is hands down my epic line. Carly, Carly, sweetie, look at me. We are going to get out of this, I swear to you. We are, okay? We're going to find a road, we're going to get to a town, and we're going home. We're going to get married, all right? And we are never going into the woods again. All right. We gotta go. Come on, this way. Let's go. Come on. Yep. Never again. That's perfect for you. Yep. Yeah, and he grabs her and like is trying to calm her down. Right. They are never going into the woods ever again. He's such a yep. good partner. And trying to like really keep not the positivity, but like the we got this. We're going to be okay. Like, we just, we have to stay calm, like mm-hmm. keeping that like level-headedness the whole time. Definitely. And they've been through some shit. Like, it's Already a lot. at that point. Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. I think the moment they really found out how fucked they exactly were was. <laughs> <laughs> like, what level did they actually hit where it's like, oh. When they got to the car graveyard. Yeah. And went, this has been going on for probably decades. How fucked they really were. Yeah. Yep. In that moment. And then they see when, the, the old jalopy, the old truck. Oh, that. And that thing is in all the movies, which. Giving me Jeepers you, Creepers vibes. Yeah, very much so. It's like. Oh, and also House of Wax vibes. Yes. Yes. When he's dumping the, uh, the roadkill. All <laughs> of these movies came out around. Y'all need a time. hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> such a fucker i know but these were all within a 10 year time span maybe even five years yeah they all have that like you said earlier that same vibe it's common elements aesthetic yeah um even some themes. of the music sometimes feels yep. similar yes in, the, in we talked about this before in 90s movies like um like scream 2 for example okay Movies in the mid to late 90s, I'd say 96 and on, into maybe 2005, 2006, they have a like a gloss, a look. They're very glossy. An they're aesthetic very, to them. Yeah, they're very crisp. They're very clear. They, they just have a, yeah, an aesthetic, a look, a, a cleanness to it if you will they all look very clean mm-hmm. i think that's that's the right word instead of the 80s and early 90s they had kind of a grit a grime not in the way the 70s did but they were a little more rough yes yes dare i say more realistic i i, th- I think that's an appropriate word yeah i almost wanted to use the term like dirty yeah like it's gritty mm-hmm the 70s, um, I consider, like, dirty, gritty, gritty, dirty, you know? Yes. 80s um, were a little more cleaned up, but they still were rough. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny that we're talking about this, because I read an article a couple weeks ago. I don't remember on what, but they were talking about 
the aesthetic, the look of horror movies in like the last five years mm-hmm. and how it seems like the lighting is mm-hmm. darker mm-hmm. in a lot of movies. And I thought that was just an interesting read, you know, even like when you had asked me just to kind of go through all of this, just her wrong turn. And I'm thinking, I mean, yeah, I do catch on to all those things, but I'm, I usually just pay attention to the story and mm-hmm. you know what's happening. But when you kind of start to pick up on these trends, it is mm-hmm. interesting that there is this look, this vibe from movie to movie in a certain time period. And yeah. I just, how we were just talking about that and this, now this new like dark um, trend <laughs> trend. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. It is. That's something I love about this format Tori and I developed of the topics because it forces you to literally break the movie down as opposed Mm to other podcasts. No, nothing against all the other podcasts. You guys are great. But a lot of other podcasts when I was doing research and I wanted to be different, pick a movie and talk about it in general terms. Mm. Maybe they'll discuss a favorite kill. Maybe they'll discuss um, quotables. But when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, they're like, oh, I liked it or I didn't. And they didn't really like, why do you or do you not like it? What do you like about our cinematography? What Mm -hmm. do you like about the effects, details? I've learned to either appreciate movies a lot more that we'd cover or hate them more. I would agree. Sure. I would definitely agree with that. What somebody else caught, just maybe what I missed, um, even yesterday as as we were watching and I was on my phone just like typing away Mm -hmm. and Brie had asked me, she was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just didn't realize how much I had to say, like, or how much like I really like caught on to this and this, like I Mm -hmm. just, I want to write it all down. Isn't it amazing? So it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's a great experience when you like doing that, when you like discovering that sort of thing that if you're someone that doesn't really like to go into all the details and it's not really your thing, but it's, it's fun for me. It's fun. It's different. It makes me really, really pay attention to movies as opposed to just not, which is what I typically do. Right. Right. So that's my winner. Um, I also had a runner up and uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, she, she's like, You know, baby, I've been thinking about this whole this whole wedding thing, and I think we should take a trip down to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a long weekend, you know, margaritas, the two of us on the beach alone, sunset, you know. And you know, I'm talking I'm talking about just just a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh <laughs> wait a second. You wanna know what I think? Yes, please. I think if you ever wanna get in my pants again. Affirmative. This is the last time you use the E-word, okay? That's a disgusting word. Affirmative. Affirmative. (laughs) Like, actually, say no more. (laughs) Just stop right there. Loved it. Adorbs. Um, I didn't, um, I guess we can call this a runner-up. It's not really a line. It is just the creepy cackle of Mm -hmm. the cannibals or mutants that echo throughout the woods or throughout the running or the home it's creepy 
I got you. Ah. And it's so distant and echoey, as you said, Mm -hmm. really driving home the point that they are alone. Yep. Except for them. We do this day in and day out. So good luck. Ha ha. We know know these woods. Mm -hmm. I know where you're going. I know where to look. I know what to look for. And I'm coming to get you. Yeah. And I may or may not have some traps out there for you. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yep. Have yep. fun with that. Okay, it is time to talk about our actors, but before we do that, we need to take an ad break. Now there's about twenty of them out there. What will we do? Don't worry, we're safe in here. They'll never get in. Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable? I know. It's like, hello, the walkers are totally going to get in. You better get ready for it. (laughs) Diane, get behind me. No, it's not stopping. Do something, Jack. And another thing, how come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story? Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim Aim for for the the head. head. What? Aim Aim for for the the head. head. You heard them. Aim for the head. Quick, Diane, I think we should try and fix the barricades. I think we should listen to them. Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it. Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook. And now for acting. I know every face in here. i got a respect for the unknown actor. Okay, so I did enjoy that this did not have a large, large cast in it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. I love mm-hmm. focusing on 10 people or so, five people, and really developing those characters because a mm-hmm. lot of times we get these just people thrown in to get killed. And, and you don't really get a lot of. Yeah, it's just a lot. Potatoes with who that person is. That's the main flaw. I love them, but that's the main flaw of the Friday the Friday the Thirteenth movies for me, is that sure. we have a I bunch of people thrown in to show boobs and get killed, mm-hmm. and that's kind of all there over is to it. And over and over and yep, which is great. I love it, but I came to this realization when I was playing a Jason Voorhees trivia game, and they would be like, "I'm just going to use a random name." Um, I'm going to say Jeremy, just because he's in front of my face. In which movie did Jeremy get an axe to the head? And I'd be like, who the fuck is Jeremy? Yeah, right. And you're like, wait, I I didn't really even get to know him, so I don't know. Where is if you give me any character from A Nightmare on Elm Street, any of them, without even giving me the movie title, I will know know. who they are, their backstory. And which one they're in. Which one. Some of their epic lines, possibly. I mean, because they spent the time to develop that character. Mm -hmm. So, 
Let's start with Eliza Dushku, our our headliner, our leading lady. So I really, really, really like her. Um, I've always liked her. Um, I've seen her in a handful of things other than obviously Wrong Turn. But my biggest draw to her is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Huge Buffy fan over here. And I recently got Brie... Um, we watched the entire series and she was equally as hooked. Uh Um, fun fact though, I have never seen a single episode of Angel. It's like, I kind of refuse Mm. like, nope, just Buffy. (laughs) Um, but really almost watching her in wrong turn and Buffy, you can see the, the badassness of her, Mm -hmm. um, the, I don't take no shit Mm -hmm. and kind of both characters. Yeah, and I I liked how they they also correlated that in Wrong Turn. I was not a Buffy fan. I really loved season one, okay, a lot. A lot. But they kind of changed the formula on how they were doing the shows after season one, and I wasn't drawn to it. Now I'm a huge Buffy movie fan. Love that movie. It's okay. one of my favorites okay. sure, of the sure. of the era. And you know Luke Perry hearts <laughs> but i was never a buffy show fan after season one and i never of course therefore i never saw angel okay i really should give it a watch i just haven't but i also said that to myself i'm like i should give it a try yeah but let me watch buffy one more time <laughs> right no both it's of them how i feel i really uh-huh. should give the entirety of buffy a shot instead of cutting it down because I didn't like it 20 years ago. I've changed. Maybe I've changed. Sure. Right. Now, I love Eliza in, of course, I mean, God, bring it on. This my jam. Oh, for sure. For also sure. a badass. Yes. Yep, she is in that one. The badassery mm-hmm. of her character. Different kind of badass. And that is awesome. Yep. Whole I different love, genre. But yes. I really love True Lies. Oh, yeah. I actually forgot about that. It's not like her character was too large. She was the daughter, though, so she did have a moment. Yes, she did. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you just, like, threw it back for me. Right. And, yeah, she had that great kidnapping in the end, so Mm -hmm. she was featured a lot there. Yeah. Soul Soul Survivors. Have you seen that? Mm -mm. Ooh, check it out. It's around this era. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's around this era, so it has the same feel. It has the same gloss. Okay. I'm okay. not going to say anymore. Check that out. Did you watch True Calling? No. I remember watching it, but I don't remember much about it. Oh, okay. But okay. it was a show. She was on, I don't know, 20 episodes or something. Okay. Now, also, I just, just, I just discussed this with our artist Clark in an episode we did. There's a movie from the early 90s called That Night. It was a period piece from like the 60s. Okay. You know, a teenage coming of age like, type love story. Oh. Okay, okay. So, so she was in that one. She was super young. Uh, Jeremy Sisto. Why did I say his name was Scott? Yes, yep. I love this boy. <laughs> I love this boy. <laughs> He's so handsome, first of all. He's he is. such he is. a good performer. Um, I think I had only remembered him from um, Clueless. Yeah, of course. Yes. But dick. that was really about it when I had went through like his, uh, what do you want to call it? Filmography. Filmography, yes. Yeah. Okay, I got stuff. I got, and I one of my friends is 
friends with him. I think he said he's known him since high school. That's cool. And says he's a great guy. Okay. So, good okay. to hear. My friend uh, did a short film, which is a phenomenal short film. film. My friend's name is Matt Nolan. Great actor. He was in Stephen King's Sometimes They Come Back, if you've seen that. Okay. Okay. He was riding the bicycle. He was the guy riding the bicycle. Gets killed sure, on the bike. Sure. Okay. Okay. So that's Matt Nolan. And he says he was shocked Jeremy actually agreed to do it. But it was such an amazing short film that, like, how can you resist it? Sure. I'm not going to give away anything away, but it takes place in the padded room, essentially. Okay. <laughs> and it has okay. a bunch of different, like, characters in it. and. One of them is Michael Bailey Smith. One of them is Matt Nolan. Oh. Everyone in this movie was great. And okay. you just got to watch it. And I'll try to find it and send it to you. It's called Inside. Okay. Like five minutes. One of the okay. best well-made shorts I've ever seen in my life. That's kind of a big deal. All it right. Made me, it made me feel things. It made me feel things. It made me feel things. And I'm a cold-hearted bitch. And I'm like, oh, this made me feel all sorts of different ways and all sorts of different times. I'm like, wow. Sure, sure. Whoever made this movie. Kind of powerful in that way. Really nailed it. Okay. So everyone, check out Inside, the short film with Jeremy Sisto as the lead. You said Clueless already. Have you seen 13 with Evan Rachel Wood? Long time ago. Long time ago. I remember that. Couldn't tell you a whole lot about it, but yes. May. Mm -mm. Ooh, oh, you gotta watch May. Angela Bettis and Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Mm -hmm. Love Anna Ferris. I okay. know. And okay. Angela Bettis playing the awkward person that she likes to play. She no one does awkward like Angela. No one does awkward like Angela. <laughs> it's true. Law and Order, of course. The movie Waitress. Six Feet Under. He had a segment in Nightmares and Dreamscapes, which was based on a Stephen King book of short stories. Okay. But they made these short stories into full-length movies. So I have a box set of a bunch of the Nightmares and Dreamscapes short stories. He was in one of those. Okay. Also, Six Feet Under, there was a mini-series. I told you I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a mini-series called The 60s. Maybe around this time is wrong turn. I think maybe a little earlier. Could be wrong on that. Okay. And what else? Oh, Okay. You got to watch this one as well. I can't tell you anything about it because it will spoil the shit out of it. Population okay. 436. Never heard of that. No one has. Okay. It's so good. Okay. Don't read anything about it. Just turn it on. If you just can find it, okay. just turn it on. Just watch it. It's a slow burn. Okay. But it'll have you fucked up. It'll have you fucked up. <laughs> All right. I'll take a look. It's good. Making notes. And he does a great he gives such an amazing performance in that as well. So those are my standout Jeremy roles. Okay. <laughs> Is that enough for you guys? Emmanuel Shirky. I think I said that right. Playing Carly. I think so. Yeah, Carly. I mean, for me, entourage all the way. Okay. Okay. Recurring is the character Salone in Entourage. Entourage was a ritual show that a bunch of us theater people would watch at the director's house. Oh, cool. So it was, cool. It was a, okay. Appointment viewing is a group for us cast members and directors and crew. So just great fond memories of Entourage. Yeah, cool. Do you have anything for her, though? Um, I actually, when I was watching uh, Wrong Turn yesterday, 
I thought I had seen her in a movie, and so sure enough, I looked it up, and she is in um, <laughs> You Don't Mess With the Zohan hmm? with Adam Sandler, and it's been a long time since I've seen that, but I thought that was, I was like, she does look familiar, let me just mm-hmm. double check, and Internet Movie Database is perfect for that, so. I also love chess records if you're into history and musical history especially of chicago in the blues chess records okay. must watch okay interesting mm-hmm. and she's in that mm-hmm. okay. a lot of people are in that movie but it's you know based on fact it's based on the chess record studios and okay uh, their journey on how they influence blues in, in, in Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. The studio cool. is still here technically, but it's it's a museum now. Okay. So you can visit. It's on the south side, and you can visit it. Um, it's it's really small because you okay. know it was an old studio, but it's a piece of musical history. And if you love the blues like I do, or Chicago, it's a must see. Cool. 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 Desmond Harrington playing Chris Flynn. Great name, by the way, sir. <laughs> on that character last name I say I, yeah right summer uh-huh. <laughs> I only when re- uh, he introduces himself in the movie and uh, Eliza's character goes up to him she goes and how you doing Chris Flynn <laughs> like instead of just Chris mm-hmm. <laughs> and the only thing I had for him and I wasn't really a watcher of this show really was Dexter yes yep. just a few episodes I've seen and I'm in that same boat. Um, I never really got hooked into the show. Um, everyone who I know that likes that show says great things about it, but I, it was just something I just didn't get into. I missed but, it on its first run because I didn't have cable, whatever it was, Showtime or something. Whatever it was on. Okay. I didn't have the channel. Okay. So I did. I missed it then, and then people keep telling me I need to watch it. So I did start watching season one from episode one i saw three or four episodes and it didn't grab me and i just got busy yeah. and quit i know i need to give it more of a chance because it can't be terrible because everyone loves this show uh, yeah yep so yeah. i like like buffy i need to give it another <laughs> chance another go point. another go yep yeah. um i also did look him up yesterday too mm-hmm. and i guess he plays somebody in the dark knight rises Yes. And that one completely escaped me. I think when I had watched it, I would have never picked up on that. I don't remember a whole lot about Rises. That's the thing. I I, like I love one better. I love Dark Knight. Yeah. And I, Batman, the first one. Yep. But I, I have a personal connection to Dark Knight because I was I just moved here. When they were filming it. When they were filming, sure. So, mm-hmm. and they filmed next door to the Starbucks I worked at. Super cool. So oh, Gotham cool. City, Gotham City Police were coming in to get coffee, the extras. And oh, such. that's cool, cool. So, and literally to be right there. Yeah, I saw a lot of things filmed right outside our store, all the time. We were like, that is super cool. In the eastern part of downtown. Okay. And I worked at the Starbucks, if you know the Chicago skyline, at the base of the CNA building, which was the great big red building yep. in the skyline. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's the Starbucks I worked at. And so many things okay. were filmed there or across the street. Or just out- outside there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Johnny Depp in person um, doing uh, Public Enemies. 
Okay. Will Ferrell, I've seen, and Vince Vaughn was doing The Dilemma. He filmed across the street at mm, the camera okay. store. So I saw okay. that getting filmed there. Patrick Swayze did a show, a very short-lived show called, I think it was called The Beast. That was filmed there. And he they filmed outside of the store for that. Was Transformers also down there? Some of them. Yeah. And okay. I did see a bunch of you know, Transformers trucks roaming around the streets. Yeah, yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, I remember all that. That was actually filmed close to my other store. I transferred from one Starbucks to another Starbucks to the other side of downtown, the west side of downtown. Okay. And Transformers was parked out there because it was kind of more industrial. It was less touristy. And so there were like big parking lots for them to house their trucks and equipment and stuff. Sure, sure. Okay. Oh, cool. So I did see, but I did see, cool. I didn't see any shots filmed, but I saw the the magical Transformers cars. You saw enough cars. to know what was going on. Yeah. I knew what those cars were. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> super cool. Cool. It was pretty cool. So I've seen, I've seen a lot of filming. I've seen a lot more films in passing. And um, it's a great place to live if you're really interested in filmmaking and just in filmmaking. Okay. looking at those those things not necessarily looking at the movie stars but looking at how things are set up and the filmmaking in general i love it so much how it all kind of works and comes together yeah i'm such a nerd like that that's why i always loved those behind the scenes featurettes in the 90s i was looking at camera angles and stuff i guess i had a cinematographer sure. brain back then <laughs> already at that point yeah. it intrigued me so much i am an actor but being an actor i wanted to know where the cameras are in relation to where actors are standing and stuff. Sure, sure. I really want to know all these things because it's mm -hmm. movie magic. We don't know these things. And back then, yeah. there were no behind-the-scenes featurettes. You didn't know. Yeah. You just, you got the movie and that was it. And it was magical to get the movie. But how did this happen? Because this isn't yeah. what happened. This isn't what it looks like in real life. How did this all come together this way? It's so great. You know, Desmond also did uh, Gossip Girl, which I never saw, but I know that was very popular. And Ghost Ship. Yes, yes, and Ghost Ship's a good one. That's a good one. Kevin Zeger is playing Evan. You know, I don't have a whole lot for him. I only had Adam Green's Frozen. You know, not the musical, yep. but the other one. Um, I think when I had also looked up his filmography, what did I find? Oh, Dawn of the Dead. A couple yes. people had Dawn of the Dead connections. I didn't really like that movie. I actually girl. struggle with zombie films myself. This is why we're we're quickly becoming besties. <laughs> I do, and I, I there are very few and far between that I'm like, that was a good one, that one not so much. Give me your also, favorites. I want to know if they're my favorites because I don't like zombies, um, but I have a few that I do enjoy. Original Night of the Living Dead and remake with Tony Todd and Bill mm -hmm. Mosley. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, for honestly, those are just my top two right there. Never Rich a Walking Dead fan. Me I neither. Never twice. seen it. I tried twice to get into it. I just couldn't. I never tried. I just knew I didn't want like it. Mm, I just knew yeah. it was not my thing. Nope. But I really enjoyed, of course, Night of the Living Dead is such an important movie, not for zombies as much for the human experience and for civil rights and everything. Sure, sure. So 
it's a I'll always bring that one up because it was a cornerstone to so many things that we know and love or are important now. I agree. I agree. I got really angry, begrudgedly angry when I invited a friend on Devin. And I said, what movie you want to do? And he's like, I want to do train to Busan. And I'm like, fuck. Oh yeah. Fucking zombie movie foreign film too. I don't like subtitles. <laughs> I've heard good things about that. It was amazing. And it's on my list. It is on my list. Okay. So, so if you said be... it's amazing. Mm. All right. I'll watch it. Okay. You'll have to see that it twice. Okay. You see, and then you got to listen like to our second shot. And then you got to see our episode, listen to our episode because we broke it okay. down. Now okay. I was, I went into, I went into this episode angry and bitter about being forced to watch <laughs> this movie. <laughs> and then when it was, when it was over, I was like, that wasn't terrible. And then I watched it a second time. Then I really, it made me feel things. You were hooked. It made me feel things I didn't expect to feel. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. And, uh, and we talked about it for forever. And we just kept finding more and more things that needed to be talked about. And it was so good. So you got to watch it. I watched the dub version because I don't really do well with subtitles. Okay. But if you are fine with subtitles, he recommended you watch the subtitle version. Okay. I just, I mean, I can't keep up with, I'm not a good reader, so I can't keep up with the subtitles that go too fast for me. Now, again, got to watch it. I was blown away. And then you can listen to our episode, but it was like, How about it. It was okay. Oof. Oof. It was magical. Now, it was magical. It really was. And I was, and I was going in with a chip on my shoulder about it, and I came out loving it. Okay. So that, okay. that should tell you how good it is because I went in not wanting to like it. I like those movies that do change your mind. Change so... my mind. Okay. All right. So I'm like, Devin, you asshole. <laughs> That's yeah. how I was going into it. I'm like, thank you, Devin. <laughs> yeah. Now I like it. Now there's another zombie movie I love, and um, it's probably because I have a personal connection to it. But my friends um, did a movie called The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. Oh my! Okay, it's a comedy. Okay, it's a gore fest. Okay, it's about wrestlers. Okay, <laughs> you know right now I don't like wrestling and I don't like zombies. But I came out liking this movie. And so okay. the two things I don't like, and I, they still turned me. So I would, recommend, I would recommend that one. It was a good okay. time. It was an indie film, very well made. And the our two leads, the Manson brothers, that was, they are, they were real wrestlers in Chicago. And that was their, you know, their handle. Their, th those were their characters. Okay. And they're making a sequel. Interesting. Oh, and look at that. And the sequel is about vampires. Oh. So they're going to have like new. Wrestling vampires? No. <laughs> they're going to have like <laughs> new um, subgenres, it looks like. Anyway, it was super well made. I recommend that one. It's a fun time. It's just a fun time. Go in expecting a fun time. Go into Train to Busan expecting an emotional experience. Really? From that? Okay. So it depends on okay. what mood you're in. in you're in could go either either way with that with those right if you want a fun okay. time and a romp manson brothers if you okay. want to feel things maybe cry a little bit train to busan train to busan okay i digress right. anyway um 
and I don't like Dawn of the Dead. That was where this started. Yeah. Either either, yeah, either yeah. of them. Either yeah. of them. Now, but yeah. he did do the movie Komodo in from 1999 or something, which I remember mm. when it came out. Oh, it, okay. It was, it's, it's a creature movie, as you know, as you can okay. tell by the name. <laughs> but it was good. And then there's a Canadian show I loved as a child. Several of our actors have this connection and, and even some of the crew. It was a spinoff of Anne of Green Gables and it was called Avonlea. Oh, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had like Anne of Avonlea and then Anne of Green Gables. And then this was a television show on Disney, I want to say, with starred Sarah Pauly and called Avonlea. And so he had a little bit in that too. So shout out to Avonlea. Interesting. He's kind of just in like a collection of things, really. He does. Lindy Booth playing Francine. I was sad she didn't live that long. Yeah, not that long. By the way, Lindy is my little sister's name. Oh, spelled shout out to Lindy. Shout out to the Lindys. My sister spells it with two Y's, L Y N D Y, and she spells okay. it with an L I. But yeah, Lindy Booth. Okay, so listeners of the show know I love me some Christmas movies. Hallmark Christmas yes, movies yes. specifically, and she did one of my favorites called Christmas in Boston. Oh, look at that. Okay. Um, I, well, I knew that um, she was also in Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize at the time that her and Evan's character, like that's like, they just, cause wrong turn was 2003. So then Dawn of mm-hmm. the Dead was 2004, I think. Yeah. It I think about it was right. after. Mm-hmm. So I, I always think that's interesting when, um, actors and actresses kind of like team up or triple up from movie to movie and just do different mm-hmm. roles because they already have that connection. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of neat. Um, and then I also recognize her from, which I haven't seen in a very long time, um, Cry Wolf. I love Cry Wolf. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love those, it. Those are, those are my only couple ones, but it's, I need to revisit that one. It's, it's been a long time. Aside from Christmas in Boston, Cry Wolf is my favorite of hers. Okay. Including okay. this. Cry Wolf is my favorite. Also, American Psycho 2. She is. I know, right? Right. Yes. Not the best movie. Oh, my movie, goodness. But I love her in it. Not the best movie. But, <laughs> yes, she is. Oh, man. Might have to just rewatch it just to go back now. Oh, yeah. There she is. Once yeah. again, I do need to give it another chance. I went into that yeah. movie with a chip on my shoulder, wanting to hate it, and I did. Maybe because that's why. Because the first one is just so fantastic. It's true. So it's fantastic. That's that's is, a favorite the, in this household. And the book is so fantastic. That's the thing. Yeah. The source material is great, and they really made a good movie after that. Okay. Moving on. Mm. Where are we at here? Our mutants. Julian Richings, of course, playing Three Fingers. Yes, the creepiest one. I love um, *Mutant Urban Legend*. Oh, classic, classic mm-hmm. movie. You know, I hate to say it, even just looking at him, I'm like, yeah, I, I can see that that mutant in you, my guy. <laughs> He's a very slight man, and he has like very thin, prominent features. So, uh, very much so. That's probably why so. he, his face works so well with the prosthetics because they're building on something that's already very mm-hmm. thin and defined. Yes. And he knows how to use um, his face, too. 
no creepies. He gives good creep. So as I'm going through here, um, he was in The Witch. Mm-hmm. Which we also recently just watched that, and I don't recall him in that. I didn't really As like the governor, it. Though, oh, we really liked the witch. That was one I also I had to. Bored. You were bored. Bored. <gasps> oh, that was one I did have to. I had to watch one more time, and then I I liked it. I was super bored. My bad. Um, I see that he's also in Victims. Have you victims. seen Victims? No from 2013 not the victim right victims no victims no i don't know it it's got um so it's got Catherine isabel mm. is the main character with her i believe it's her boyfriend is christian campbell mm. it's it's a very slow movie until the very end and your mind is going to go. So it's slow until it's not. And if you see the ending of that movie coming. You're a fucking liar. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it, uh, it took me for a loop. But I didn't realize he's in that too. So that's pretty cool to see. That's what I told people about Terrifier. I said, if you see this twist, you're fucking lying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did not see it coming. You know, for him, I also do have Saw Part 4. Kingdom Hospital, Ooh. which was a Stephen King miniseries. It's like 13 episodes. It was a long one. Okay. Cube, which is also Canadian. It was like the Canadian yep. version of Saw. Mm -hmm. Mimic. And That's been a while. It has. And I really do adore this Christmas movie, A Christmas Horror Story. It's an anthology. Have you seen it? Mm -mm. Oh, it's good. This oh, Christmas, Christmas, you got to watch it. <laughs> anthology. Of okay. several, I think there's four stories in there, and um, it has some names in it. And it's really good. So okay. check it out. Okay. Check it out this holiday season. I like it. And because it's an anthology, it keeps your attention, right? Yeah. And yeah. It, it ties together nicely at the end as well. Okay. So it's one of those okay. anthologies that come together. Cool. Um, let's see. That's all I had for Julian. Yeah. Oh, my bad. You know what? Through six films, five people played Three Fingers. That was my other note. So it wasn't him that was in them all. He's not in part two or three? He might be in part two or three, but he wasn't in them all. I okay. mistakenly assumed he was in them all, and I was wrong. Other people played that part. Okay. Now, uh, let's see. You know, Sawtooth, played by Gary Robbins, didn't know much of what he did. He passed in 2013. He was only 56. Yep. Young. Um, for him, I have Mouth of Madness. And then, of course, um, some. it's funny. Somebody just recommended this movie to me. Low-budget, little-known movie, 80s, called Humongous. And I'd actually have seen hmm. it. I know this okay. movie. Okay. He, he was in that. Um, I'm assuming you don't have anything for Sawtooth, right? No, I don't. Okay. Um, One Eye, played by Ted Clark. He only had 14 credits. I didn't know any of those. And... Oh, he's in Resident Evil. Oh, for stunts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, neat. Okay. He's still alive, right? Let's see. 
It doesn't say yes. Yep. A few of these have perished since. Yeah, but you're right. So he doesn't have a, a whole, whole lot. Mm -hmm. Now, the old man, played by Wayne oh, Robson. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. We lost him in 2011. He was 64 years old. He had a heart yeah. attack. He was also in Cube. He was in I, Wrong yep. Turn 2, like you said. Yep. He comes back. You know, and... full disclosure, I haven't seen any of the sequels yet. like two through seven i didn't like part one why would i continue this is true okay this is true this is true <laughs> however i own them because i have a box set i bought i found the box set dvd at walmart for like five dollars so i have like five oh, of them. then you have to buy i will say um i i think the story is still good to to part three it falls off at part four but mm -hmm. part four is one of my favorites <laughs> Um, and then there's part six and yeah, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, um, I am looking at, um, again, his filmography here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I noticed that he is titled in Cold Creek Manor. Have you ever seen that? Mm -mm. With, um, Kristen Stewart. Hmm. And, oh, who was the gentleman in there? Cold Creek. It's Kristen Stewart and Dennis Quaid. Okay, no. Um, he is, so he is also in that. I think okay. he's one of the bar patrons. Okay. Yeah. I have Dolores Claiborne for him as well. Okay, okay. He also did Avonlea. Yes. He did Popeye with Robin Williams, Shelley Duvall. Stop. I know. Uh, he did a children's movie that I loved about a dog. It was called Bingo. Bingo is the dog. Okay. And Bingo okay. runs away and has all sorts of adventures. <laughs> I can only think about him in this children's movie versus, you know, Wrong Turn 1 and 2. <laughs> right. Now, you got to you got to look up Bingo as far as, like, credits-wise because everybody, was anybody was in this movie. Like, you know all these faces. It's crazy. He also okay. did a movie that Jamie and I did recently last year called Parents. Okay. With Randy Quaid. Not Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. And a Christmas movie that I do love with Mary Steenburgen called One Magic Christmas. Okay. 1985-ish, I want to say. It was, it gave theatrical vibes as opposed to TV movie vibes. Okay. So I think this was a, a real, a real movie, not just a direct-to-video situation. Okay. Um, uh, duh, duh, duh. and I had a couple more. Um, David Hubbend playing the trooper, 145 credits. I've only oh, seen sure. two things of that. Yeah. Okay. Dream house. Yep. And dead husbands. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Dead husbands was a. TV movie of the week with okay. John Ritter and his wife Amy Aspect. Oh, John Ritter. Around okay. 1999-ish. And I love it. I, it's a it's a black comedy. I love it so much. It's about um killing your husband's via chain letter. So you're okay. you're never you're never like directly connected. You're like separated by three people. 
Okay. And then, you know, so you kill someone's husband and then you pass on a note from someone else's to give their husband that you've never met and such. And then da 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 and da da. And they each, they, they keep the chain going by fine, you know, in their lives, they'll find someone who has a similar issue and want to get rid of their husband and inducting them into the club. Nicolette Sheridan was in it. Sounds kind of fucked. It's <laughs> fucked and fun. <laughs> Again, this is a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, So sure, it's sure. not like it was gory or anything. It's hilarious. It's okay. fucked, man. It's okay. so funny. So Dead Husbands, I think it was around 1999. Okay. So check that um, one out, guys. Especially if you love you some John Ritter. I also noticed um, he is also in Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's just a classic comedy all around. Oh, yeah. That's really all I had on him. Uh, I only had one other person, cast-wise, and I didn't really have anything on him, but I wanted to mention him to pay homage, another one that we've lost, Joel Harris, playing Rich. Now, he was born in 71 and died in 2015. He was a stuntman by trade, and he died from a base jump accident. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Wow. He here. I mean, lots of stuns. Crimson Peak. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty tragic. So young. Mm-hmm. So young. But again, I don't know wow. if this was a stunt gone wrong or if he was just, it was a hobby because these sure. stuntmen are adrenaline junkies. So and then you do something one day. And... Mm-hmm. But yeah, it says it's a base jump accident that took him. So. Mm, I mean, he's so young. That is sad. There's another stuntman somewhere in these credits, like cinematography or something, that um, died an untimely death from a a stunt gone wrong. No, not a stunt. Something happened on set. And yeah, we'll we'll get there. I'm not sure where it's at. All right. So yeah, so good cast, uh, a good small cast. We really got to invest in our characters. I love it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Cinematography. Yes. Oh, oh, I got I got things to say. I've, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Yes. Oh, oh, I got I got things to say. I got things to say. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, first off, our cinematographer is, well, John S. Bartley. He did Bates Motel, mm. Lost, Eight-Legged Freaks, 21 Jump Street, The Matthew Shepard Story, Disturbing Behavior. Oh. And also another grandma show. Okay. But I love the show because my friend was a regular on it for like two years. Early edition. Okay. He did that as well. Okay. okay. Can I just like like list all this shit off? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's super unorganized. Okay. That's okay. Okay. <clears throat> so I love the camera angles in the trees and the going from tree to tree because not a lot of movies take place in the tops of trees. That was awesome. Trees. Yep. Mm-mm. I love all the overhead shots of the woods, but at the same time, I was like, so woodsy. This is just tick central. Tick central. Yeah. T- so many ticks. I, I have tick trauma from all the camping I was forced to do as a kid. Okay. And, and so I'm like, there's a lot of ticks in those woods. I can tell. <laughs> so, but again, the overhead shots telling you how isolated they really actually are. There was also a lot of both low 
angles and overhead angles when they were exploring the shack. Yes. And then a lot, a lot of great close-ups, you know, really giving you that drama. Um, I love all the viewpoints looking through the windows. So like the mutants looking out, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I love, yeah, I said it again. Perspective of the mutants watching them, wherever they're at. That was cool. Like you said earlier, driving home the fact that they know every inch of these woods. And you're fucked. Um, I liked the shots of them looking for the mutants. I don't know what I meant when I said that. <laughs> and uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of tension building shots. A very general note, but that's what I wrote. Um, going off of your tension building shot, mm -hmm. um, I specifically, so a lot of the, the tree scenes um, and the window scenes, I also had down. But then when they are in the shack, and we briefly talked about this earlier mm -hmm. when they're under that cot mm -hmm. and they <sighs> the way that the camera it goes back and forth between francine's dead face to um chris and jesse just kind of that back and forth and then from him dropping the bullet and he has to inch <laughs> further and further back and just just the way that that camera sits there i mean it just makes you feel like they there is no there's no more room that they can go there is mm -hmm. absolutely no more room um i also liked when they go to leave the shack and the camera it just flashes to the rest of the group leaving mm -hmm. but then in a split second um one of the mutants opens one of their eyes mm. and it zooms in just on the eye and you're like Shit! they're awake they're awake like that was a big abort like, oh. yep abort <laughs> mission and run but the way it zoomed in just on the one eye it's like shit i know like, we were so close fucking eyeballs man yes um what else did i have um i thought it, not that this is more of a scary part but just the um the scene of the waterfall when Jesse and um, Chris escape for now. And just, I just thought that was really like pretty scene. So not only do you get the waterfall from the outside, but then you get it from the inside where they're actually underneath and like essentially hiding in there. I thought that was cool. I love hiding underwater. Like I love being in a waterfall. I love being underwater. I love water. First of all, I love swimming. I love pools. I love lakes oceans oceans the best very much same and water 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 i love waterfalls i like being under them now when i was at spooky empire in october they had a beautiful pool two beautiful pools exact to be specific and one of them had a man-made waterfall right oh, cool. Where, cool. and there was room behind the waterfall for you to like swim behind it and go under it and oh cool i spent cool. a lot yeah. of time behind that waterfall I would have done it just, yeah, just because as well. Yep. It was so great. Cool. And it was so serene. It was just like, oh, this is good. Peaceful. So, right. So yep. from what you're saying, I just flashed on that. Yeah. I love waterfalls. Yeah. I'm filming under them. <laughs> filming under them. <laughs> and it, it hurts too because the water is it's so heavy and it's coming it's down on coming you. It's coming down like, on you. Yep. Pounding, pounding, and then pounding. it gets in your ear. You might not be able to hear. It's like <laughs> pounding on your head skull. I'm like, eh, yeah. that's heavy. Water is heavy. <laughs> It's very heavy. So, yeah. and this was a tiny waterfall. It was like, I don't know, 
10 feet in the air, maybe not even eight feet in the air. So I can only imagine the forest water's coming down on you if it's a real waterfall. From all the way up. Yeah. 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 But it's a yeah. dirty still. Anyway, yeah, I love that too. Do you have anything else? I interrupted. No, I think I think that was it. Great. Um, um okay. Special effects. Special effects it is. It doesn't matter what happened. What matters is what looks like what happened. And what looks like what happened is pretty nasty. All right. So I've got kind of a a list like you just had. Lay it on me. Um, I honestly think the car accident scene is fucking gnarly. I think it like, yes, you know, at some point something is going to happen to Chris because he keeps getting so distracted. <laughs> but I was not expecting that. And just the way that the the directions of both cars go, all the shit that is in the middle of the road, um, and, and just the the initial reaction of like, um, oh my god, is everybody okay? But just however they made that so real, mm -hmm. I thought it was great. Um, when Francine finds Evan's ear with all his piercings in it, sick. <laughs> Sick. Um, have eyes again. <laughs> ear in the box. Opens it in the the, the to go yeah. food container. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta take it to go. That's what Tori says. Nope. Sometimes you just want a snack for later. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I wrote as a little side note, especially as a mortician, they did a good job on that ear. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll talk about your career later because <laughs> I, I love I, I greatly admire your career, but. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. thank you. But seriously, when I looked at it, I'm like, they did a good job on that ear. That looks pretty legit. <laughs> that was my first thought. I love that about you. Um, all of the horrific items in the shack. So from the food, the drinks, the garbage, the dirt, mm -hmm. the blood, mm -hmm. the grime. It's It's all super well done. I don't think... Any of it is too, too cheesy. I actually think the cheesiness of the special effects goes down as you go further in the series. I can definitely see that <laughs> happening. It's, that is inevitable. Yeah. That happens in every movie, honestly. Mm -hmm. most, most, of the, most of the time. Yep. It either goes down or if you're like Saw, you get way more extreme. But like over the top mm -hmm. extreme, still good. But, mm, mm. you know. Yes. But a movie like this, um, yeah. Making Chris's hand bleed from the tension from holding the door jam, and he is shaking, and it's starting to drip, and you you know how painful that is, but he just can't let go. I thought that was really well done. Also um, tension building. Yep, yep. And then last but not least, um, the arrow straight through the police officer's eye. Yeah, I love that. That was arrow that was a, almost like bullseye literally <laughs> yeah yeah um i don't really have much to add on top of that i loved our mutant designs they looked great agreed so good agreed so this these um the effects people that worked on this were from stan winston studios so that has a lot to do with or the quality stan winston also i mean legend of course but he also worked uncredited on friday the Friday the 13th, part two and three, okay. which is awesome. Okay. Sure. You know, 
our effects guy, our main effects guy, this is where it is, my note is, Warren Appleby. We lost him in 2019. He was only 44 years old. Oh, wow. And yeah, freak accident, a piece of effects equipment exploded, making props for Titans. Oh, my gosh. That's just horrible. That's horrible. I mean, man, just tragic. He did effects for It, the remake. Okay. Uh, Shape of Water, Mama, Pay the Ghost, Ooh. which we just did last year, the 2013 Carrie, 2011's The Thing, okay. Devil. I love Devil. Ooh, Not a big effects movie, but Devil. Oh, my God. Devil's a good one. That had me shook, too. That was yep. good. That made me feel things. I was like, wow. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. Um, Dead Silence, Saw Part 4, oh. and Stephen King's Storm of the Century. I think that was a four-part wow, he, he did a lot of work on a lot of movies. He did a lot of work wow. with um, Del Toro. He did a lot of work with you know Stephen King and stuff on their projects. And so, I mean, and he did so much more. Those were just my standouts. So, I mean, RIP man, he did a great job. He did a great job, yeah. A lot of other people worked on effects, but he was the really one, the one I took notice to on there. Uh, what else I got? I liked our shirt, our shirtless mutant. It was awesome. Oh, sure, sure. The detail of it, of it all. Oof, mm-hmm. gross. The, my my standout effects, aside from our kills, are the mutant makeup. Oh, always. It looks so yeah, good. Looks so good. So twisted. Ugh, literally, physically twisted. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Music. Yeah. music so i i really am not a huge orchestra person Mm -hmm. but that's what a lot of the background music is in wrong turn it's all orchestra and i think it i think it works well um kind of going back to the 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 tension conversation Mm -hmm. you know it amps it up it brings it down it can amp it up brings it back down um I do like um, the, the the song Wish I May mm-hmm. by uh, Breaking Benjamin that's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some songs, yeah. some mainstream songs in here, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Birthday by Simple, If Only mm-hmm. by Queens of the Stone Age. Actually, there was, I forget what songs Chris is listening to in his car. Which I thought was kind of ironic because I those songs seem very calming mm-hmm. as he is going into the worst traffic ever, which then leads him into his worst nightmare ever. So okay. we okay. did have mainstream songs in here, but a yeah. lot of the orchestrations. Okay, so our composer in this was Elia Kermigel, and he did Piranha 3 D, Pulse, and Stigmata. Oh, okay. All very different movies. Very much so. Bunch. He did a bunch of other things too, but those were the things that I really knew. The score in this one, when remember how I said this feels to me in the in the moments of um, like a House of Wax, it yes. sounds like House of Wax, and has very other similarities as is. Yeah, but it yeah. sounds like House of Wax, and especially with the drumming heartbeat type drums, and then the harsh violin things strings mm-hmm. um violent violins i'll call that it it was good and the hassle wax score was done by john ottman 
So not the same guy, but the same period. And I think a lot of movies had the same kind of orchestrations in their feel. In that time. And Yeah, and this is a perfect example of it. I have always wondered what it would be like. Um, I mean, you could even take Wrong Turn, for example. If you took out every bit of, of music or anything in the background and just left the acting and the, like the, the scenes, would it cause me more anxiety or less anxiety as I'm watching these movies? Because I do credit a lot of the music, whether it's lyrical, whether it's mm-hmm. orchestral, to that, oh gosh, something's happening, something's happening, yeah. or okay, we're kind of calming down, we're kind of calming down. Yeah. And just what that would be like to almost watch some of these movies without any of it and what that would be like. Sometimes music can actually give it away, like mm-hmm. something something's going to come or something's not going to. They like to give you the the, the false expe- expectation something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but it does, it, it messes with you, but it adds to the, the scariness, the anxiety-inducing part of it. Well, movies, I mean, I can tell you from being on movie sets, suck without music it's Mm -hmm. so lame and boring and music and editing make or break a movie i was just gonna say do you feel like it's like almost the the final glue it is make editing is definitely editing is the final glue i think but music there was one movie we did a couple years ago it was a christmas horror film and the music was so distracting. It took us out of everything. It was so oh, in your face. And it was from the like 80s. Like it almost be too much. It was way too much for what okay. the movie was. And okay. it was from the 80s and low budget. But, I mean, it was just, um, it was just like, not good. And okay. um, at least it didn't do that to this one. Because... Like take it away. Yeah, because the first time I we covered this movie i didn't pay any attention to the music at all i when doing my homework on this one i actually separated the soundtrack and listened to it alone without the movie okay to pay attention to it and that's when i realized it sounds like house of wax okay because i love that score too that's kind of interesting how you how you said that there are some soundtracks i will look up just to be like well Mm -hmm. if i remove the visual of the movie the actors, the the scenes, whatever, but I just listened to the songs, would it help me um, not necessarily figure out like what they were thinking about putting these songs in these certain spaces or does it speak to that particular scene? Mm-hmm. Does it give some sort of like foreshadowing to something? Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I like doing that. You know what's a really good one to listen to on its own? The whole suite's about 30 minutes or so. Wes Craven's new Nightmare score. Oh, okay. Sure. Because every song in that movie is different. It feels different. Okay. And so it really... it's so It was so interesting because every song was so different. And I can't even describe it. The movie is the same is is has the same all the way through. It's a nice through line, but the uh, the orchestrations were all so unique in the Just, different scenes. Okay. It's sure, so cool, sure. and it's a beautiful, beautiful suite. Um, 
I can't remember who composed that, but it was stunning. So a lot of times when I can't focus on the music of these movies, I'll separate the score because most of them are on YouTube and just listen to the music alone for a little while. Soundtrack, yeah. Maybe not the whole score, but just to get a feel of it. Because a lot of times when I'm watching the movies, I'm not paying attention to the background music at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's, you know, like like even just us going through this. I mean, there really is so many aspects to every movie that's made. So it's hard to really pick up on every single thing. Mm-hmm. Even though you should, that's what they want you to do. Um, but sometimes it, yeah, it is. It's like, well, I'm, I'm focused on this, por- this portion of it. Exactly. Also, side note, confession. Um, even though we're talking about horror all throughout college i would listen to the full five movies of twilight soundtrack when i would study and do homework (laughs) twilight for sure all the piano in oh just all of it help me so you're talking about the score yes i thought you're talking about the movies no the score the The score score is nice oh i'll give you the score the score is nice twilight bam studied to it day in and day out <laughs> the score is good i like the score i hate the movies love the yeah. score so I'll, okay you yeah. have redeemed yourself <laughs> i do love the movies i know it's embarrassing but uh, here we are. <laughs> you know what you like what you like right aging mm-hmm. and really if you remade it today I guess instead of a flip phone, you'd have an iPhone. Yeah. I mean, sure, you could change the cars a little bit, but the, everything else can stay the same. From a freak car accident to trying to get to a job interview to going out with your friends because you were just broken up with. Yeah. It all it all works. It It all works. Have you seen the remake? Of Wrong Turn? Yeah, 2021, I think. I have not. Yes. Yay or nay? I I did not like it. Okay. Um, I didn't like it because I was expecting... This? This, essentially, yes. And in my opinion, it actually, it it does have the same sense. Mm Mm-hmm but in a more culty vibe. Oh, okay. The mutants have absolutely nothing to do with the story. That's a bummer. And I'm like, I felt like I felt like that was the premise of Wrong Turn. It is. So it... Yeah, it just it didn't do it for me. That's a bummer, man. Um, and it's a big bummer because I'm a big fan of Damien Mafai. Mm, me too. And I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> Um, Did he direct it? No, he is one of the, um, I don't know if you would want to call it cult leader or just mm. one of the actors in the movie. Well, you don't, as an actor, you you take a job. You don't really true. have control over the final product. Yeah. And you really yeah. don't have control over the final product once it's editing. Sometimes a director doesn't yeah. even have control over that. Yeah. can't tell you how many directors I've talked to hate the final project because they had no control over editing no creative control at all and this isn't the movie they made and this is not the movie they wanted so actors we we all know it happens yeah but you know who was in that movie which i adore 
uh, Emma Dumont, tall, beautiful girl. Yes. She's a ballerina. Oh, okay. Okay. And she's a beautiful yeah. dancer, and I adore this woman. So I would watch it for her. Okay. But I've heard negative things about it be just because, like, someone told me it had a lot of CGI. And, you know, I, I think I have only ended up watching it once. Yes, it does sit on my shelf because I have to have a full collection. <laughs> I'm a completist, too. Um, yep. But I own I... Texas Chainsaw Part 4, okay? Don't judge me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I... And I guess if you're not the biggest fan of this wrong turn, I... If I were you, I, I would give it a watch and just see what you think. Maybe yeah. it does a different twist for you this right. time around. That's a very good point. Yeah. Okay. Um, pacing. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? You know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't like long movies, and this is a good length for me. Perfect. Ninety minutes. Good. I'd agree. Um, we did talk about this a little bit earlier, but I think in this way, you have to have this beginning, this middle, this amping up, and the end. And that's what this has. I think it starts slow, but it starts to amp up. And you need all of the dialogue in all of those characters to understand what Chris is doing in the middle of the woods to understand what the group is doing in the middle of the woods. Um, the emotion of wanting to really get this new job and getting to a job interview, the emotion of I was just broken up with and my friends brought me out here and now they're all dead. <laughs> I think all of that is important to pacing it out. You have to have all that before you can really get going into the bloody, gory horror scenes. See, the thing is, I, that's the part I liked. They lost yeah. me at mutants. <laughs> oh, sure. I liked that part. That's the thing. I think my issues yep. is I don't really care. I find mutants quite boring and I don't care. But their their character development loved it. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Mm -hmm. That was not the part I had an issue with. I enjoyed yeah. the beginning. It's my favorite part of the movie yeah. is the first 15 minutes. Well, and, and you know, like like we had said earlier with like some of the quoting, like how they're talking about eloping and mm -hmm. just it's funny and it's kind of comical and um, they joke here and there. But then once it's dark, it's dark. Mm -hmm. But you need all of that to get the rest of the story. So yeah. I, I think it works. I liked it. Yeah. I, yeah. That was my favorite part. Yeah. I, I didn't like the rest of it. Sorry, guys. You know, talking about That's it with okay. you, talking about it with you has made me like it a little more. Okay, so we'll, we'll get okay. into that. You are okay. welcome. <laughs> Twist. Careful. This is the moment when the supposedly dead killer comes back to life for one last scare. Oh, well, sure enough, the family is alive to see another day. Yeah. But and really twist, we kind of know that's going to happen. Yeah, old man is still around, and it, you know, even I know you haven't seen the second one, but for those of you that have, when you see him in the second one, it's almost like as soon as you see him, you go, "Oh fuck!" Like you know, 
it's the same impending doom mm -hmm. as soon as you see this guy. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really that twisty. The, I guess yeah. my, my favorite twist in it is when they come upon the car graveyard. I love that scene. It was so pretty. Yeah. It was it was beautiful the way it was shot. And again, that's the we are so fucked moment. And that's the oh, all those keys and those bowls. Uh -huh. Oh, all the things they were holding on to and hoarding in their shack. Uh oh. Oh. But again, same as Hills Have Eyes. Mm -hmm. All right. So, when did the Hills Have Eyes come out? Yep. <laughs> We've only mentioned it a gazillion times. Who came first? Um, 2006, this came first. Okay. Hills Have Eyes ripped it off. You could almost go as far as like um, Hostel 3. Yeah. Where you go through all the cell phones, the clothing, the pagers, I think they, I mean, but boxes of that stuff where it's like, oh, you realize this has been going on for months, if not years that these people have been doing this. I like Hostel 3. Hostel no one likes one. Hostel 3. Hostel is one of my all-time favorite series. Even though Eli Roth had nothing to do with the third one, it's still great. It still works. I, I love it. It scares the hell out of me every time I watch any one of them. And I think we've had this conversation about Heather and how her scene in part two is easily one of the top five maybe top three most horrific gory sickening disturbing scenes i've ever seen ever it yeah everything about it is awful in the best way it's scary like it makes you afraid to go to foreign countries and then part three turns that shit on its head what because you're expecting them to be overseas, and then you find out they're, uh -huh. like, in Vegas or some shit. Yep, but it's, um, not to get way off topic, but in the first one, when Paxton goes to the police, mm -hmm. and the officer looks at him, and he goes, oh, you are so far from home. <laughs> oh, like, scary. And I've actually never been out of the country, ever. But already you're in another country, mm -hmm. so you're vulnerable because you don't know the language, where you're going, who's who, who's going to try to take advantage of you because you don't know the language, you don't have the money, you don't have, and They're it just different it plays on all of that. Different justice system, different police, everything. We're used to our justice system. Yeah, and it's... Uh, I've never been to a country like that. I have been to London, I have been to Paris, and okay. I have been to Copenhagen, which I guess would be the closest thing to that, even though not even. Sure. The, yep. only, the only thing issue I had with Copenhagen, as far as discomfort goes, is they don't have, use the same alphabet, oh. so we can't, couldn't even look up what the sign might say. Oh, sure. Because we sure. don't know what these letters are. Right. Or like take a guess as to what this could mean. Right. You can't we can't sound sure. it out phonetically because these letters are not our letters. And like even just that alone, like that idea to me, that that's is scary. that's scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess the closest I might be in that kind of a foreign <laughs> country is is Copenhagen, but it didn't feel like that. Like like that. Like 
Slovakia felt really grimy and dangerous and gritty anyway. So, and anytime I even he like hear the word, all I think of is hostel. <laughs> I know. I stayed in a hostel once, and every <sighs> this was before I saw the movie. The movie had just oh. come out. The movie had just come out like a year before, and everyone's like, "Ooh, have you seen that movie?" And they said, "No," and they're like, "Don't <laughs> before you go." <laughs> Don't. I and honestly, it probably would have prevented me from from doing so. I would have been like, "Oh, I don't know." There it's are kind of a free for all. There are plenty of shady hostels in this country, but I stayed in a really fancy one. Yeah, it was really good. The best. Yeah, it was really yeah. good, and it felt super duper secure. Cameras everywhere. Like it was, it was like super secure, and they didn't hold your passport. <laughs> <laughs> you kept all that stuff on, yeah. I, I was just gonna ask. Um, so when you walked in your room, were there two girls getting ready to go for a massage, or no? <laughs> we're going to the spa. <laughs> it was single sex rooms, so technically yes. Okay. <laughs> but that has later. I was the only one there for the first two days. Luckily, okay. It, it ha could have housed ten people. Wow. Bunk beds, and it had a locker. Everyone had a locker for your stuff, like like a half locker you find in high school, like the half one. Wow. wow. So you put your suitcase in the locker if you wanted, or you could keep it at the front desk if you it didn't fit. But um, I felt super secure, and I uh, gr more girls showed up later, and I did walk into some. Some business. <laughs> some business. Not sex business, but some naked business. And I'm like, okay. Like, so I'm like oh, changing, okay. changing clothes stuff. You know, I'm like, well, I'm from the theater, so that's fine. But, fine. It, <laughs> but the, I know my theater com comrades. Mm -hmm. I don't know these strangers. It felt awkward because mm -hmm. I didn't know them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but it was a yeah. good, it was a great experience. I, I made some friends I'd still keep in touch with today. Sure. There. Would do fine. it again. Would do it again at this hostel. Okay. I'm apprehensive on other ones, but this one it was legit. It was really, really good. And it was really nice. Cool. Def definitely do cool. it again at this hostel. The Harris, yeah. Ira and Nikki Harris Hostel in downtown Chicago. That's where it was. It's before I moved okay. here. Okay. It's like $30 a night. You can't beat that. Yeah, no, not at all. No. Um, okay. Uh da, 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 scary. We've kind of talked about it to death. This movie, yeah. the The scariest part about this movie is is getting lost. No, thank you. And I, I kind of use the, the little line of, everyone's afraid that something is out in the woods. You know, whether you go camping, whether you're hiking, yep. whether you're, I mean, everybody has that innate fear. It's an animal. It's a person. Yep. It's a homeless person. Yep. It's a guy in a ho hockey mask everybody it's kind of the same like almost saying like when you jump in the water whether it's your swimming pool whether it's the ocean something's in the water mm -hmm. something's in the woods it's yeah and i'm scared of the elements i'm scared of dying from the heat or the cold i'm just mm. i don't Earth, like wind, not water fire i don't like not being in a city with resources okay okay i'm i i feel more comfortable with human killers on the street than i do in the woods with nothing around at all and not knowing yeah nothing could be no animals no nothing i'm scareder of that than i am of all the random serial killers i might be walking by on a daily that basis out there. 
There's a meme, Not you know, they, they said, fun fact, the meme says, fun fact, you, you cross paths with a serial killer X amount of times in your life. It's a fun fact because you're still alive. <laughs> true. It's, it's true. Um, not to go too far into this, but I think it's, yeah, it's wrong turn part two. Uh, I won't tell you everything about it, but at one point the one girl goes, why is there no animals out here? Where is like deer? Where are the rabbits? Cause they're not out there for that. All of that's gone. They looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's always a very good point. Mm -hmm. At least birds. Yeah. Nothing. And it, it dawns on them like, Where's all the animals? Where's all the wildlife? Because they've already eaten all that, plus some. Dory. Now I'm going to tell you what it is, okay? What? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls <laughs> getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? I just, I think this, I, I kind of already touched on it, but I think the story really comes together when you're told um, under the water fountain that Jessie was brought out there with her friends because she was just broken up with from her fiance or her boyfriend and now they're all dead and you get that like that emotional like oh girl you know kind of that part you don't really get a whole lot of that um but again you had to know the story and dialogue of her friends and of chris in order to get to that point mm -hmm. um and it does play on different emotions once you get to that point. Um, I think it lets up here and there as far as intenseness goes. But again, you need that break to to get to know who these people are and what they're doing out there um, for it to all come together. You don't get a whole lot of story on the mutants or cannibals. That's just kind of a Assumed. you get more of that as you go into the series i will say overall movie rating the first time we covered this movie i gave it a four out of ten now thinking oh it gets worse <laughs> oh no <laughs> thinking about doing this again i was i was like now, I wanted to do it again because I thought it should have been done again. But Were you like, damn it, Sam, why did you pick wrong turn? Uh, it, was on the, <laughs> it, was, it was on the list I gave you, so it, it was done it by, at some point. But <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to watch this movie. It's going to be like a two. This is before I re-listened to the episode. I thought it was going to be a two. <laughs> I'm raising it to like a six, guys. Okay. okay. So you, you talking it out with you gave it a whole okay. two points. All right. And that's a big jump. We'll take it. I love it. It's a win for you guys. It's a win for the I'm, wrong turn fans. I'm glad that I had this this um, <laughs> effect on you. Now, here's the other question. Are you going to watch part two? Yes. Only because you said the guy was in it. And I love a tie-in. <laughs> there is one scene in particular. You are just going to go oh my fucking god like what is happening here would you like to come back and do part two with me at some point in the future for sure for Yay! sure okay it's a date brie is literally looking at me going we i love part one but we love part two. Oh, that's amazing uh, wrong turn great so we will continue the wrong <laughs> said, turn oh, fuck yeah <laughs> yeah so we're going to be continuing the wrong turn talk with sam at a future time which will that be sounds even good 
more interesting for me because I've never seen it or I have seen this one several times. Yes. And I, let's see. I thought. And again, it's it's got the comedy aspect of it. You get to know each of the characters. And then you go into what is going to happen. Yeah. So um, what's your movie rating on this? I gave it an eight. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> As compared to your your four to a six. Um, no, I gave it an eight. I I do think a lot of people hate on these movies, but I think they hate on the ones that come after the first one because it does get a little far fetchy. Mm-hmm. The the effects and the gore, as we said, they go a little bit downhill a little bit as mm-hmm. far as realistic. I mean, the gore and everything, that stays the same, if not gets even more intense. But the actual effects of it, I think they go a little downhill. Um, but I think it's scary. I think the story works. I think the characters work. I think, again, the fear of something's in the wood, in the woods works. Um, the little old man at the gas station that you're like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he trying to help? Could he care less? Um, I just, I think it all works. I thought of another gas station person. Let's hear it. Um, um, not, not cabin in the woods. Cabin fever. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Pancakes. There. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Moving on. Sorry. Yep. I just thought of another yep. one. <laughs> yeah. Now I, um, I'm excited because I've never seen it. So it's going to be a new experience, whereas I already knew this movie. Even the first time we recorded it, I'd seen it. Do you want a general synopsis of no. part two? We'll start. Okay. Right. I don't right. want I don't want any spoilers. Right. Meaning nope. I mean not spoilers, but I don't even watch trailers. If I know <gasps> I'm going to if I know I'm going to watch a movie like Scream, Terrifier, if I, I know love I'm, the trailer. I don't I don't want I don't want to see anything. I don't want to you hear anything. You just want anything. to go in blind. Completely blind. Okay. I watch trailers if I'm on the fence. Okay. If I don't know if I'm going to go see it, especially in the theater. That's why I said the population movie. Don't just watch it. Don't read. Don't do anything. Just watch it. Okay. I like to go in completely blind. No expectations. No notions. No visuals. Nothing. Okay. Because that'll make or break it for me if they show too much in the trailer and I'm waiting for it. But that's like all they threw it all in the trailer and there's nothing else in the movie. That's good. I'm like, well, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, if I know I'm watching the movie, I don't want to know anything trailer wise. Nothing. That's fair. That's so fair. I watch trailers right. and I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it or not. Okay. Fun facts. That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. Mm hmm. I don't have a whole lot on this, but what I got I is... Say, I don't know that I have any. Um, Emmanuel apparently dislocated her shoulder performing her fall through the trees. Oh. That's, that's the internet. I'm not sure. That's the internet. When running from the cabin, Desmond broke his right ankle when going, oh. over, when going over the log. So he had to film the rest of the movie with a bum ankle. Okay bummer right wow and actually at one point you do see him limping from his gunshot Mm -hmm. so it works yeah they may have written that gunshot in yeah so it works okay and i know that's true because i heard him say it in an interview okay 
the cat apparently the cast and crew got a case of poison ivy confuse, confusing those plants for weeds Whoops. ouch Whoops. filmed in ontario yep in canada yeah i didn't i mean ignorant american over here i didn't know ontario was so woodsy but it's a very very big mass of land of canada oh yeah so, yep. yeah lots Makes of sense. it is uninhabited so this was almost my prop. It was Chris's car. It was the 67 Mustang. That yep. was a good year for a Mustang. <laughs> kind of wanted it. And our mutants truck also kind of wanted it is a 1948 Dodge B-Series. I really? love those that classic truck. cars. Those huh. cars, early cars from the 40s. Sure. So good. So that's all for fun facts. It's time for shout outs. First, we must shout out our Patreons, John, Alex, Mike, and Bill. We love you so much. I know some of you have talked to me about this movie before. It's probably John, but I can't remember what you said, so refresh my memory. <laughs> Thoughts on Wrong Turn, boys? Let me know. Our artist, Clark, who does amazing work for the show, always has. I just finished the new logo, and I'm in love. Looks it will good. be released, of be course. Looking good. All yeah, right. I'm going to release it today or tomorrow, so it'll be Yay. out for quite a while by the time this episode drops. I'm a marionette. <laughs> awesome. And Can't I'm, wait to see it. And I'm so pretty. Cool, <laughs> did, cool, cool. He did, he did me right. And I'm so pretty. Good. I'm far prettier than I am in person. It was so good. Oh, jeez. And it's very pink, and I love pink. Like Perfect. my dress. My dress is pink. It's so pretty. Anyway. Awesome. Author uh, David O'Hanlon who does Babysitter Massacre books, exactly okay. as it sounds. Hey, David, have you ever thought about doing a Babysitter Massacre books where they run into mutants? Oh, that could be fun. Could be a new theme. <laughs> and of course, our listeners, the listeners, thank you for your support in this transition and for keeping me going and giving me advice and tips and tricks and input on everything. I love you so much. And now we must shout out our guest of honor, Sam. Sam, like I said, I couldn't remember when we met because I felt like <laughs> we had been friends for forever and I had no distinct memory. You just kind of appeared into my life and it was like you Here were always I was. there. You were always there. <laughs> That's how it felt. Yeah. And I never thought about our meeting until today when I was trying to remember. So and you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm glad you, you felt the same way. Um, thank you so much for, for coming here and doing this with me. Now, talking about you personally for a second, more than we already have, in my opinion, you have a very admir admirable and beautiful career. Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. Well, first, um, no, thank you so much for asking me to do this, um, as well as my fiance, Brie. She'll mm -hmm. be on uh, another episode. Um, not something either of us have ever really done, but you did as great. You see, as you see, we've been sitting here talking for almost three hours, and mm -hmm. I could talk about horror all day, every day, if you just look behind me. So I'm um, loving your pride masks. You got a pride Jason and a pride ghost face mask behind you, and it's great. Mm -hmm. um, the pride Jason came from Rick Stisniewski. Rick, selfie Shout out to guy. Rick. Yeah, fuck yeah, girl. <laughs> um, and then the pride ghost face I got at C2E2. Oh, 
Really? Uh, some stand had it, and I said, I need that. How much is it? <laughs> Beautiful. Yep, need that. So thank you. Oh. Um, but well, I... you did great. No, we just <laughs> thank you. entered it in like we were having a convo, like we always do, and yeah. you were amazing. So. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but like Summer said, um, I am a licensed funeral director and embalmer in the state of Wisconsin. I'm coming up on five years licensed, seven years in the industry. Mm -hmm. Honestly, my love for horror and scary things had no impact on me doing what I do every day. Um, if, if there's one thing that I, I do say to people, there is no movie, there is no show, there is no prop that could ever compare to real life things that I have seen. Um, you know, we think that there's a lot of movies that were like, well, that was so well done. That was so perfect. It, there is nothing that comes close to real life. Except for maybe um, that ear. Yeah, maybe that ear. Maybe that ear. <laughs> um, but, you know, unfortunately, as far as suicides go, car accidents, murders, I mean, the list really does go on and on. Um, but in my own head, I, I come across some of these scenes and in my head, I just say, well, that's not what I was picturing at all. Because mm -hmm. the only picture I have before it's doing movies. this job is yeah. all of these crazy movies. Um, so it is interesting sometimes when I come across certain things and I'm like, that's not even close, not even close. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is for the better, but mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's very real. It's very in your face. Whereas what we all love to talk about is on a TV screen. Um, but I, I do, I, I love what I do. Um, what made you decide to take that path? I actually went to college the first time around um, in Aurora, Illinois, at Aurora University, and got my bachelor's of science in biology. I originally wanted to work in forensics, so it's always been some sort of a scientific path, you could say. New Year's Eve um, 2016 into 2017, I was dating a girl at the time and we were getting ready to go to a big family New Year's Eve party. It was probably like 11 a.m. and she had gotten the phone call that her grandpa had died. Mm -hmm. She had never experienced death. And so I was there for the initial phone call. So to watch her parents, herself, her sister, um, just literally crumble and not know what to do, not yeah. know what to say. Um, and I just wanted to help, yeah. but I didn't know how. Right. So, you know, about a week later, I got invited um, to Grandpa's Wake. And, you know, I got there, paid my respects. And I said, you know, I, you know, I, I know we're dating, but you have a lot of other people that you're going to see tonight. So please don't worry about me. I, I will just be here and I'll, I'll find something to do. So I spent the rest of the time talking to the young funeral director standing at the door and he was a year older than me at the time so and young yes um so he was i think he was 24 i was 23 mm -hmm. somewhere in there um and finally you know he was talking about schooling and some of the things he was doing and 
things he liked, things he didn't like. And finally, I just said, can I ask, like, what, what is the big draw here? I don't, I'm just not understanding. <laughs> like, you're a good looking guy. You're young. Like, what are you doing at the funeral home? So he went into this story about how he had helped uh, one of his funeral directors at the time um, basically reconstruct a gentleman's face after he had taken his own his own life after a gunshot wound. The family had a photo of this man just by chance um, sleeping. So they gave this photo to him and that's what they used in order to reconstruct what they needed to reconstruct. Wow. Um, I will not name this person, right. but they did tell me, they said, Sam, I, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but in order for you to get what I'm saying, let me show you. Yeah. So he actually took a picture of this gentleman in his casket with the photo of him sleeping right on the pillow. Mm -hmm. And it was the same person. And all of the light bulbs in my head just went off and I wow. went, oh my God, how important is that? That is so important. Um, I literally went home. I looked up um, Warsham College in Wheeling, Illinois, which is a mortuary school. Applied, enrolled, and that was within like a month. And I've never looked back. Like you are, you're literally doing God's work. Like you are helping the ones that are left behind in their worst moments. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful and it's so yeah. admirable. And I love you Thank so you. much for it. And uh, I like when, when we met, I didn't know that about you. Beautiful. So, Thank, Thank you for sharing. Thank you. It's, Thank it's you. a, I never thought about until you. So thank you. <laughs> what an important career this is. And I've never thought about it. Honestly, I haven't attended very many funerals, known lots of people that have died, sure, but sure. I, I don't, most of the time until recently, I've never really like technically like believed in funerals. Like I believe in them. That's yeah. wrong. That sounds wrong. Um, like I, the people, purpose of them. Yeah. The, and you know, people go cause they need to say goodbye. Right. For the most part. And I'm always of the mindset they're dead. They don't know you're there. Right. Um, so I have not really attended very many funerals, um, but then I watch you and your stories you tell for the last couple of years, mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, this is such an important job, mm -hmm. and I mean it. It's so important. Yeah. I'm gonna cry. Thank it's you. so good. Thank you. Thank no, you. No, you're making a difference. Thank you. You are making a difference, and these people are going to remember you for forever. Mm -hmm. Because of the experience you gave them in this worst day of their life. And I try to stress to as many families as I can. Um, because certainly, you know, there are families that kind of come and go. There's families that we have laughed together. We have cried together. We have sworn together, shared mm -hmm. stories, you know, swapped numbers, swapped mm -hmm. Facebooks, which I think is great. Um, but I always say, I'm like, this does not need to be this dark, daunting, horrific experience. And that is exactly what I'm trying not to do today. Yeah. Um, we're definitely taught in this industry that if a family asks, you know, hey, can you 
do a headstand. That'll make me feel better. Sure. I'll give it a go. You know, it's, you know, nothing really out of the question for me if, yeah. if it's going to make you feel better or it's going to make a difference. Um, you know, there's definitely a line, but really it's whatever you need. I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to bring it. I'm going to offer it. I'm going to show it, whatever it is. Um, you're a good very, human thank and you, you want to, you're you. contributing to the human experience. And as I said, mm-hmm. they're going to remember this. Mm-hmm. So very so, important. Like job. even when I am at cons, um, there's I've seen so many times um, people will use like for their displays, um, like old caskets. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Look at that. Mm-hmm. How'd they get that? Um, I've seen a lot of the, the stickers that say like, Oh, embalming fluid. And I'm like, that's me. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to, you know, and when I ask people, I'm like, Hey, where'd you get that? And then it just starts the conversation. Um, I've actually met a couple of funeral directors at these conventions that we've just stayed in touch, which I think is really cool too. Like, Oh, you're also into this, but you do this. And it, you know, it, you would think it's kind of all under one umbrella but it's definitely different. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So where can our listeners find you, Sam? Listeners can find me on Instagram. Situation underscore the horror collector. (laughs) Spelled situation because your name is, is interesting. So situation comes from the situation on Jersey Shore, believe mm-hmm. it or not. <laughs> I got that nickname in high school and it has stuck oh. ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, so situation is B-I-C-H-I-A-T-I-O-N. Oh, I love it. So, Sam, thank you so much yeah. for this thank you. Uh, wonderful episode. And wow, we've yeah. talked for over three hours mm-hmm. about life and horror and wrong turn and and death and death well we're talking about horror but real death and fashion and hair and musicals and diagnosis murder and ballet (laughs) and uh, grandmas Um, music boxes (laughs) yeah it's just the whole shebang yeah summer's great fear of getting lost Anyway, Sam's great well, fear of being lost in another country. Yes. <laughs> Same fear, different element. So yeah. thank you, Sam, for giving me yeah. your morning and your early afternoon. Thank you for your time. Yeah. And yeah. Thank welcome you. to thank you. welcome to the dolls of horror. I can't wait to have you thank back you. time and time again. I can't wait. I can't wait anytime. Thank you again. And yes, I cannot thank wait you, to thank do you. this with you. You did a Me great too. job. I never would have thank thought you. this was your first podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I just have such a passion for it. <laughs> well, we all do, but some people are yeah. not good at talking. Some people are awkward or they get nervous and they lock oh. up. You did great. So, you know, when I talk to grieving people every day, it's a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I got you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, signing off. So with that, I'm Summer. And I'm Sam. And you have been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We'll talk to you later. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week.
If you'd like to say hello to the dolls or offer any movie suggestions, you're welcome to at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. Your suggestion just might be featured in an upcoming episode. You can also support the dolls by following them, both on Instagram and Facebook at the Dolls of Horror. For bonus content, follow them on the platform formerly known as Twitter at Dolls of Horror. If you really like what you hear and would like to become a benefactor, please follow the link in the description or visit patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror for more info. All donations are invested into the podcast, allowing the dolls to continue to bring you better and better content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. He says, let's go for a ride, and he says it all the time. You know you got Wrong Turn, 2003. When is the first time you've seen this movie? Gosh, I can remember probably like early high school. And I, I remember it because I was watching it in my mother's living room. And she came downstairs, um, I think right as Francine is getting pulled back with the, uh, the barbed wire. And she said, what in the hell are you watching? <laughs> And she knew. She knew at that point. I said, Mom, it's wrong turn. Just make sure you make the right one. And she went upstairs. <laughs> and she went upstairs. <laughs> yeah. You know, I cannot tell you how often I've gotten that reaction from people in my life. And we're going to get married, and we're never going into the going woods again. Into the woods again. Yep. Never again. That's perfect for you. Yep. He's such a yep. good partner. We got this. We're going to be okay. Like we just, we have to stay calm. Mm -hmm. Like keeping that like level-headedness the whole time. And they've been through some shit. Like yes. it's a lot. I think the moment they really found out how fucked they exactly were was. <laughs> <laughs> like what level did they actually hit? Where it's like. Oh. <laughs> when they got to the car graveyard. Yeah, and went, this has been going on for probably decades. How fucked they really were. Yeah. And then they see the, the old jalopy, the old truck. And that thing is in all the movies, which... Giving me Jeepers you... Creepers vibes. Yeah, very much so. It's like, oh, And also House of Wax vibes. Y'all need a hand? Right. <laughs> Such a fucker. I know. Okay, you gotta watch this one as well. I can't tell you anything about it because it will spoil the shit out of it. Population okay. 436. Never heard of that. No one has. It's so good. Okay. Don't read anything about it. Just turn it on. Just watch it. It's a slow burn, but it'll have you fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Alright, take a look. He gives such an amazing performance in that as well. So... Those are my standout Jeremy rolls. Okay. <laughs> Is that enough for you guys? I love this yes. guy. Yes.
twitchings, of course, playing three fingers. Yes, the creepiest one. You know, I hate to say it, even just looking at him, I'm like, yeah, I, I can see that, that mutant in you, my guy. <laughs> oh, I didn't warn you. Mom, it's wrong turn. Just make sure you make the right one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>